Go ahead, Brandon. I'm looking at it. Tell them that whoever asks the best question tonight, we're going to give away a queen pack of packs. You can do whatever you, you want to do. Go. Give away whatever you like, Jeff. And we're going to let you judge. Me judge? Who, who, gets, I think, who asked the best queen tackle question I think tonight. we should let KJ judge. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let KJ judge. <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> some judges here. No. Line all three y'all up. Me Line judge. them all up. All right, we're live if you can't hear us. Are we live? Man, why do you always got to go live when I'm eating? Why are you always eating when we got to go live? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Michael Brindle, first one on here. Hold on a second. Let's get this shared all around, and then we'll uh, we'll get rolling tonight. Maybe. I'll get there. Give me a second. Eating some pretzels. Uh-oh. It's a little low uh, on fiber today. Doing it again? Yours is doing it. Look, mine ain't doing it. Look at that. I can see Jeff's hands. There must be something with iPhone. Look at that. Look what I got. Look what Shane's got. He's got. I got. Cut off. Go to those three little dots at the top of the thing and read it. All right. Rusty hurts live. We live. We are live with episode. 45 tonight in the 45 really? in the studio Ooh, wow. we have Mr. Jeff Queen and I guess no you got to back up Mr. KJ Queen no you got to back up you got to have a better introduction than that well, well let it rip there Tater Chip <laughs> owner of Queen Tackle Mr. Jeff Queen and incoming Elite Series Pro KJ Queen there you go. Appreciate it. Yeah, I can't do it all. Start over. <laughs> well, here, while you're introducing one, you want me to fix your phone for you? No, I got it. <laughs> what do I got to do to it? I don't know. <laughs> you said you got it. <laughs> I'm not quick to concede. I hate losing. Oh, man. If I hit the three little bar, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to log out of it. That's probably what I would Get do. back on it and see what happens. Looks well, like y'all need mama's lasagna. That's a fact. It's delayed. It's what just, you, it's just delayed. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit behind. Okay. That's just a couple it. seconds. That way Facebook can edit us. Is that why they do that? Probably. There's mm. probably somebody in Facebook land sitting here watching like with oh, a band right, with a band hammer waiting. To, that's a pretty significant delay. Yeah, it's it's a decent one. Okay. That's hey, we're working with a low budget here, bud. <laughs> Be careful. Low budget, I think, has been trademarked. For How about no budget? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now we got it. All right. So tonight we have KJ. Uh, Jeff mentioned, I don't know if you, get, if you guys heard us when we first got started, but whoever asks the best question tonight is going to get a queen tackle package courtesy of the queens. They're here. So... Uh, when we get rolling with, uh, uh, I guess we're going to do some some tackle review here. We got our little camera set up, and we'll get KJ talk. I guess really your whole career so far. That's it. So uh, make us all feel old. What year were you born? Ninety six. Ninety six. <laughs> Thanks, bub. <laughs> that's your competition right there. <laughs> Trust me, that's what it's coming to. Nineteen ninety six. All right. I'm trying to remember what I was doing in 96. How old was I? I was in high school. I was 24. I was born in 84. I'm 24 right now. <laughs> 24 now. Hashtag old balls. <laughs> so that means he's half as old that means as you. You're twice he old. is exactly is half as old as I am. I'm 48. <laughs> he's exactly half, half as old as me. Oh, goodness. Man. All right. So 
So since Chris you know, Marshall, hold on a minute. Chris right. Marshall, if you can't see them, close it out. Close it out and log back in. I had the same problem. <laughs> My question is right now: What do the queens? Yeah, look what like? do the queens look see like? Them. I can't. That's see not them. the best question. All right, so back to KJ. We're gonna we're gonna get a deep dive into. I guess how you came through high school all the way through college. We're going to do that first. And no, not first, but come on, man. we got to get through the agenda so everybody knows. Oh, what you're we're giving the about. agenda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to cover the, the Elite Series schedule one more time since. Uh, we'll get you KJ's guys, thoughts on it. I've already yeah. gave mine, and they're not too good. Hang on a second. Before you guys go any further, we, Chris Ma- Mathis, I guess it is. Yes, we did draw the father-son thing. We uh, evidently forgot to make a formal post about yep, it. Yep, sure did. Ken Moore. Ken Moore and his grandson. His grandson. I do right. not recall his name, but that's who won it. They did. They did not fish last weekend. It was a little cold at Bayview. I just wonder if Ken night. even knows. I haven't heard from him. He usually watches. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if he doesn't respond sometime during the you said you during had, the you during said the podcast night, I do have his number. If he doesn't respond sometime him. during the podcast tonight, I'll send him a text. Okay. Um, and then what everybody's waiting to hear about is the one v one. I would assume not really. KJ's here, but we do have a one v one schedule update. Won't let uh won't leave all of our candy in the lobby. <laughs> so we'll have to wait till the end to hear about that. Uh, but I guess before we get started. Um, there were a couple of tournaments this past weekend. I, I think there were, anyways. I can't say that I really competed in any of them. I did enter one, but I didn't yeah, really compete. I, like, I did a lot of casting. Yeah, I did a lot of that too. <laughs> and scratching my head. You caught a big one, didn't you? I did catch one of the last dinosaurs living in the Unicorn. Lake Unicorn. Six fifty-eight on a old jerky bait. Fifty-eight. That's a, big one. That's a nice. I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> A jerk bait, yeah, with I, not with nine swim baits on. No, I'm telling you, I promise you, you call my my old partner for the weekend. Well, Which bait, one, jerk Tim? Bait. Man, he's he he don't know. He's still seeing. He's seeing nine. <laughs> Tim, I hope you're watching. <laughs> a jerk bait does have nine hooks on it. Well, it does. All right. How about this? It don't have nine individual swim baits on it. No, I will well, say that. Why gotta be so technical, you two ding dongs? The hey, first, man. the first thing, I, the, weeds. the first thing I saw, like I said, I leaned into him, like, oh, it's a big one, and I'm thinking it's a spot because it's just digging, and then she finally came to the top, and the jerk bait was literally long way inside of her mouth. Ate it. I mean, come up and ate the whole thing. How many swim baits in there? None. Oh. One jerk. Nine. Bait. I tried to nine get it. I tried to get it. Did he say nine? How many swim baits did that? Did he say nine? He say nine or he say none? No, they don't give you a break. Shane, Shane doesn't believe I can catch one on anything other than a rig. I mean, uh, I had but, trolling motor problems. Dave was. Dave, I came back at two thirty. It didn't matter. I had two fish, and uh, I called. You thought David. you had a shot at winning, didn't you? I called David. I said, "Hey man, I'm leaving. I only got two fish." He goes, "You gonna be at weigh in?" I said, "Do you need my help?" And he goes, "No." I said, well, "I'm going to the house." He goes, "I just want to show you this fish I caught on a jerk bait." <laughs> What did it take to win? 14.41. With a seven pounder? 6.58. Good day. 
It's the I'd race. Be, it's, I'd be embarrassed. It's the race to a big fish. I mean, it, that's what it is out here right now. You're right. You it catch is. You five just, pounder, and you pretty well got. I'm just messing with you, bud. That's but, a good job. The bad thing about it was we didn't catch a limit till two twenty-five. It don't matter. You had, they let you fish till three. That's true. That's true. And we fished hey, until three. There you go. I gotta go. I'm getting offered cash money right now. For what? For what? To do updates on? Oh yeah, Mike Stevens. I get you squared away tomorrow. It's not that big of a deal. Bring your boat. Dang, taking money out of my pocket. Brandon's trying hey, a little side hustle here. He he you cut his throat. Hey, I promise you. I know Mike. He squeaks when he walks. Hmm. That's terrible. That's the truth, though. I just did mine. You do your updates? On yours? Well, Dan did my updates when gotcha. they were when he came up here. They got Christmas. rid of the ghost tree thing. It's 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 been gone. It's bad now. Very clearly beat by a damn unicorn. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know what? He may have gotten beat by a unicorn, but I was nice enough to let him and Robin take my boat and fish Sunday. i seen that. <laughs> Robin came and drove to my house 9 o'clock Saturday night, picked my boat up to go fish with Derek on Sunday. Derek, I will tell you this. David always seems to find one of those unicorns this time of year. I don't know why or how he tends to get so... I don't want to call him lucky, but how about fortunate? <laughs> <laughs> but he's whipped me a couple times, and he's always got a freaking eight-pounder, and I get so sick of it, I want to kick him. You did catch eight last year, didn't you, out here? No, that was two years ago. It was 798. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, and he beat, he beat me in that tournament by two ounces. Two ounces with eight pounds. He had 16 pounds in that one. Yeah. I that. With an eight-pounder. So I had 12. I think last year, I think I caught one that was close to seven last year, and I in a Tuesday tournament to beat uh, Hamrick, Mike Jennings and I. That's kind of nice. It's like a 694 or something like that. That's like my second favorite thing in the world. What's that? Beating Scott Hamrick. (laughs) What's your your first? I'm not sure. I'm still thinking about it. (laughs) Okay. But I'm sure that there's something I like better. I just don't know what it is. Reed and I caught the unicorn Peanut last year. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good, too. Reed and I caught the unicorn last year. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. 780, 780-something. <laughs> we caught that on a real bait, though, Shane. All right, here we go. Let's get back in. All We've right. jibber-jabbered enough. Uh, Jason Land's tournament at Baden. Um, from what I can gather, I haven't talked to Jason, just seeing what they posted. I think it took 19-something to win, and I think fifth place was eight pounds. <laughs> Baden's still sucking. So it's still cold and muddy, and the fish don't seem to be uh, cooperating a whole lot. But anyway, I think Jason had 40 boats, and um, I don't remember what his payout was. I, I watched his live video, but I want to say it was around $2,000 yeah. for first. I put a good bit away for the championship already, too. I saw you yeah. $800. So you guys that uh, you know that are thinking about fishing Jason's deal, go check him out. It's a good tournament. It's a good trail, and... He runs a straight up deal. It's um, you know, it's a good deal to fish, and the good thing is you don't have to go to the same lake week after week after week. He's you know you're gonna go. Um, I think he goes to Baden and Tuckertown, High Rock, He's Norman. Here. Is he coming to Wiley? I don't remember the schedule right off the top of my head, but anyway, you guys that are looking for something to fish, check that out. Uh, what else we got? Well, what'd you do in the winter trail? I was the first one out of the money for like the third time this year. I had 12, 24. I think it took 12, 60 something to make the money. Just need it's been that kind of it's been that kind of winter for me. I guess I need to get Dave and stick him in the live well or something and get me a little luck in there find old big just one. Just one. Just one old big and I would have won. It didn't take but 
fifteen to win. Nah. He's a unicorn. Yeah, that's, that's it. Well, I want a spotted bass though, about that long and about that big around. That's I what heard, I heard. I heard a story. I don't know if this is true or not. I heard Johnson tackled you in your boat. Is that true? He tackled me in the yeah. boat. Yeah, heard you knocked you over or tackled you or something. No. No. Somebody said you had a knee injury. Is that not true? Oh no, that was that was in the striper tournament. Oh no, Johnson didn't tackle me when you're running down the lake at 45 miles an hour, and you're standing up in the boat, and he kills the throttle. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna throw you and me and KJ and Jeff and David. There's gonna throw everybody in the floor. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I had wound up having to go to the chiropractor and and everything else for that deal. I mean, it, is that why y'all lost the striper tournament? No, we lost the striper tournament because we didn't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Hillier, glad to be of service. For those of you that haven't, check out the website. You can find all the stuff we're going to talk about tonight on it by tomorrow. I know a couple of things that they're going to talk about are new to me. I've heard a few rumblings of it, but I think we're pretty early on the list to getting them. So we are. Stay tuned. You want to go ahead and talk about that since you done let into try, it? He, he's, oh, we are on that. Okay, we can do that, yeah. Brandon, you ready to let you? So we got, yeah, so Jeff, so we got, we got Queen's Tackle here. <laughs> See, I see right there Daryl Barney. Shane fell on me and he's still complaining. And <laughs> Daryl needs to be hospitalized. <laughs> That's right, Daryl. You tell him. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, anyway, go ahead, Jeff. So, take it away. Uh, yeah, so for the, the guys just joining in, we just jumped a bunch of viewers. We got Queen's Tackle with, with us tonight. Uh, Jeff's got some. Uh, some baits we want to look at here tonight. So that's the. Let me put this over here on. Yeah. The, we'll quit. Right. We'll quit rambling in a minute. So let him a, get down to the. That's the peanut jig, right? The what? How many colors you got in this? I got. Uh, can you see that, Jeff? You can see what it looks like there. Yeah, that, that's our newest jig. That let we me just see come what. Out with. Um, so so we make a lot of different types of tungsten jigs, swim jigs, and football jigs. We got a hammerhead jig. It's got a rattle that's built inside the head. Um, I got a rattling. Flipping jigs. What's that? I'm not on there. You're not. You're just yeah. talking. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> and so, uh, so there's a lot of different types of jigs out there. Most of our jigs come with a, a rather large hook, either a, a four alt or five alt. We typically use a heavy duty hook. We started getting a lot of requests from uh, up north, specifically from the smallmouth guys. That good up there. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, and then we started getting a lot of requests from out west from the real Clearwater lakes to come up with a tungsten finesse jig. And that's really hard to do because when you work with tungsten to get the head size that you need uh, down to, once you drop below about three eighths, it gets really, really hard to work with. So what we've done, we, we actually worked uh, with, with um, with some other designers and came up with, with this head. It's actually not as pure of tungsten as some of our other ones. It's a tungsten plus a slight bit of resin in it, uh, which helps us to get the size that, that we needed in order to put it on the hook. But, um, but we also took this, we put a really light weed guard on it. Uh, we, we still wire tied it. And then we'd come in and put a really ultra sharp little uh, thin finesse hook in here. And, um, and this is our quarter ounce size here that's on the camera. Um, we took, uh, put a little green pumpkin, a little chartreuse, a little orange in it, 
Uh, originally thinking we were going to target a lot of smallmouth, what we ended up targeting more than anything was these spotted bass around here. Yep. And so I've not even been able to take it up north. We got our first order today to take a few up north. Um, it's been almost, we've had them out for about six months, but the people buying them direct from me has eat up my inventory faster than I can time. <laughs> because everybody that's been using these have just been just like swamping us with, uh, hey, I need 20 of these, I need 20 of these, I need 20 of these. And I finally said, all right. I got to get these in our ta in our tackle shop. So I brought David some down here today to get some in his tackle shop. Um, I can say we, we were trying to target mainly smallmouth colors, which you know typically you either go with a bright chartreuse, or in this case, I got a good friend Bailey Egret that uh, Egret rather that lives up north, and he he lives on those lakes that's got those uh, gobies in it, mm -hmm. and so he actually caught gobies and took pictures of. Them. And we went out and hand-tied jigs that we got to where we matched that up. And what we've done, we've come in and got a little bit of purple, a little bit of the green, and a little bit of the gold, and then tried to really match that up. And uh, KJ's actually taken some already up St. Lawrence and caught like 50 in a row, 50 casts in a row of her. And so they actually like it. They, they'll eat that doggy goby color up. And so we've got, uh, we actually got this one, got one a little bit darker color, uh, we call a summer goby. And then we come in with our standard colors also for our spots around here. We got, um, uh, we got KJ's camo, which has always been good for around here. It's a brown and a green jig. And then we come in with our green pumpkin green color as well, with green pumpkin with green flakes. So we've only got six colors out right now, uh, but they, they really are, are pretty, Pretty good. They're working really well for us. Even around here right now, especially wintertime, you really want that really tiny finesse. We're, we're taking these and actually trimming them up. We trim them up all the way up past, um, actually past the hook. We, we actually take our scissors and cut that much of the skirt right here off. And that makes for a really, really tiny little uh, finesse jig and put a little small type of trailer on the back, you know, something really tiny. Um, and um, and so that, that gives you that real tiny, compact little jig that we're looking for. So that's our newest jig we got out. Uh, if you, you know, nice thing about these, you don't even have to set the hook. You just actually just want to throw it out. When you feel the fish bite, you start winding. It'll hook itself. I'm not so, good at that. Now, as, now, yeah. as far as you're talking about <laughs> trimming the skirt back and things like that, are you doing that just for smallmouth, or are you doing that for the spotted bass too? Or yeah, we're we're doing it for spotted bass as well. I gotcha. mean, that's yeah, we're we're making it real tiny, um, and and using it. I mean, you can use it on a spinning rod. It's it's made for you know you don't have to have hardly any pull into it at all. That little tiny hook will get them. I got so you, a question: What trailer you're using on? You talk about small trailer. What do you recommend? Creepy crawler usually. Yeah, we we, we use either like, like a real tiny little biz baits, and we actually take it and almost cut it in half, like the th three and a half, and cut it in half. Or either we use like a creepy crawler uh, and cut it all the way in half as well. So it's something that's either. I mean, it's when we get through, it's a tiny little jig. This very small profile. It's yeah. real small. You profile. can take the first half of the skirt and uh, pull it in front of the head and cut it off, and it'll actually. Uh, It'll actually make the front of the jig flare out even better too. Make the jigs stand out like a little round ball almost. Yeah. Our buddy, what uh, KJ's buddy, took them to Cumberland in the college Cole tournament, Thompson. and uh, 
He was in second after day two. That's what he's catching all of his fish on. Smallmouth? Yeah, catching yeah. smallmouth on. Uh, I kind of blacked out when I heard St. Lawrence. That's been, <laughs> that's been kind of your uh, – I hate that place. Well, oh, my I, God. I mean, you, just, you heard what I heard, right? Yeah, but they hadn't been there in July yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, actually, that's when KJ went was in July of his past year. Yeah, but you're not going to the lake this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to the lake this time. Different animal yeah. altogether. Yeah. I think it's got them, though. Absolutely, it does. I just don't know how to catch them. <laughs> but hopefully you this might, year. You, ho- might, you might know well, now how hopefully, to catch them. Well, that's what I've been doing, but. There's, there's a lot of unseen stuff that goes on in that river, and I'll tell you the biggest problem is zebra mussels. The zebra mussels are so rough on your line, and you have to throw – you can't throw 20-pound line because if you do, it takes you three days to get to the bottom. Yeah. And the current and, – and you try not to throw a great big heavy jig because if you do, it won't uh, – you know, it won't – it won't come through anything. It stays hung up. Yeah. You got to kind of throw that – that mid-range jig, you know, yeah. it just. What well, we found when we went up there is, and KJ can kind of talk to this, is that you have to go with something that when you throw it, it will go with the current. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's Absolutely. too heavy to go with the current, you will not catch fish. On That's the right. Marks. That's exactly right. I and, agree with that, that 100%. Don't, you know, you would think that even with, like, your drop shots, that you'd want, like, a half-ounce weight. Cause, but if you, you put a half-ounce on there and it hits the bottom and won't keep moving. Yep worthless yep you gotta have to match that flow and it depends on what the current is that day so you might go to and it's, it's not the same a lot of people it, don't understand yeah, that it's not the same every day they control day. it right. Right. they control so it. you go three eighths one day you might go drop to a quarter you might even have to drop to a three sixteenths drop shot the next day because it's just slow current yeah they, they control that and another thing that controls the current is wind direction you know a lot of people don't understand yep. it if that wind blows against the current, it slows it down. It does. And it affects everything, yeah. you know, it changes the whole dynamic of the situation. It does. Yeah, uh, so Micah Fraser won it two years ago. Who won it? Uh, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Yeah, but he won, he won out of the lake. Out of the lake. Yeah. Because we went out of That's right. Clayton. And it may come down to this year if the whole COVID thing don't change. We may wind up back down there in Clayton again. I mean, I've, I have heard rumors of that, but. But Micah Fraser was Strictly talking rumors. about that. It would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> he said it took him, uh, you know, every day he had to figure out what setting on a trolling motor for him to, you know, he just stood on it all day to to be with the drift. Yeah. So he yeah. could keep his bait directly underneath his it's like It's like grouper fishing. If any of you guys have ever been offshore grouper fishing and haven't been up north, it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. They tell you, you know, group of fishing, they tell you that you have to have that bait straight up and down under the boat. Smallmouth fishing is the exact same thing on that river. If you're not if you're not standing over the trolling motor with your rod tipped down in the water like this and the line straight down, chances are you're not going to catch them. I ain't saying you're not going to catch any fish, but it's definitely not going to be what you want. It's a technique to it. It really is. That place has them. When uh, the college guys went up there, they smashed them. They caught them. They were there when they were spawning. The spawn, oh, yeah. the spawn yeah. was unbelievable. I went out. Before I would that love tournament. to go one time when they were spawning. It's incredible. It was, I had two hundred and thirty-three fish marked on bed before that tournament. <laughs> Over three and a half pounds. Yeah, it was sure. insane. <laughs> Thank you, catch five. <laughs> I caught five of them first day. Now, I what was five, insane? Five minutes. After how many fish were uh, narrowed down to uh, like fifteen mile section right there at Washington? And we couldn't leave because the water was uh, flooding over the floodgates. They had y'all, so you couldn't go through the Icarus lock. lock. Yep, so we couldn't lock through, so we're all in that one section. 
after the first day, I wasn't down but about 30 fish marked on bed after 233 fish. After that's how many fish got picked off the beds the first wow. day of the tournament. Holy cow. Because they're so aggressive up there. You yeah. Just literally throw anything. You just get near it. Just, oh, it's oh. not, you don't have to sit there and beat them in the head. No, just get near it. The first cast. 85th place that day had over 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible. How would you like to be a kid? I believe it. Yeah. I'll call it yeah. You best think personal you, best yeah. ever come in at 20 and you're sitting in 85th you're place. You're sitting there walking there with your chest bowed out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got them today. And all of a sudden somebody goes, <laughs> yeah. Got him. Got him. <laughs> but well, the yeah. bad thing about it was I don't know about that tournament, but I'd be willing to bet that first place was 25, 26. It was. Yep. It's that tight. Yeah. And it stayed tight. Yeah. You know, I, I was finished up in like right around 30th, and I had like 22 a day. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I had four pounds. Well, you yeah. catch 22 a day in July, you're going to like what happens. <laughs> they, uh, you talking about how aggressive they are on the bed. I watched, uh, this is a while ago, but. Hank Parker, who is the second best fisherman in the whole wide world. That's for my buddy Reed McGee on here. Second best fisherman? Yeah, behind Jimmy Houston. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyways, mm. uh, uh, Hank Parker was catching smallmouth off the bed on a spinnerbait. <laughs> I've caught him on swim bait before. Yeah, but come it's on, spinnerbait, crystal clear water off the bed. Yeah, you burn that thing across her noggin at St. Clair, though. Come up here and get it. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, so so KJ, we've we've had a couple people um, on past shows ask Shane, you know how how he made it, right? What it takes to get there. Um, you know, we already established that Shane is twice as old as you. I'm gonna keep saying that. <laughs> it's okay. It'll get easier. It's okay. Hey, um, it, it beats the alternative. So you know, when Shane was in high school, they were still using the abacus, and you know, they still wrote on chalkboard when I was in high school. He had to turn into essays. With, the worst uh, thing in the world was somebody no, was raking chiseled. their fingers down down the chalkboard. <laughs> were you still having to clean the erasers? One uh, kid in the class had to clean your erasers. It, it, it was, was usually him. me because it was usually the bad kid, the one there showing his butt. They, they still painted the walls with lead paint when Shane didn't they though? And it was okay. <laughs> and heated the rooms with them little radiator top style heaters. <laughs> yeah, touch one roll and burn you. So what I'm getting at here is obviously so that stuff's unsafe none, nowadays. None of us <laughs> had high school fishing. And then when I was see in that college, means you're old too. Well, yeah, yeah, almost. <laughs> I'm a, I'm in the middle of you and KJ. <laughs> I guess I'm actually in the middle. Yeah, I like dead in the middle. <laughs> I think I got one year on you. But anyways, uh, college fishing was just getting started it when was. I was in college. So for our viewers. Explain how that worked for you. So you started in high school, obviously fished <laughs> all the high school stuff. Went to Bethel University in Tennessee, which I think you guys were. Uh, you graduated in nineteen, right? Two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. which you all were the collegiate, uh, basically angler of the year yep. for the collegiate stuff. School of the year, we all went, that yeah, type we of stuff. We won school right? of the year, and we won. Me and my uh, partner Dax, we actually won team of the year that year too. Okay, as well. And then fast forward. A quick six months to 2020, you decided to get in the opens, and here you are in 2021 of Bassmaster Elite Series yes, Pro. Yeah. So, first of all, I, we probably should have said this 27 minutes ago, but congratulations. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Thank you. We, we, have, we ramble a lot on here. I got a story to tell uh, about KJ. They do have, uh, I don't even know if KJ there's a couple guys on here saying congratulations. I don't know if you can see the uh, comments or not. Jason Land, that was the first thing he said when he got on here. So, well, I appreciate it, guys. Um, so just take us through that. I gave it in a nutshell, but obviously that's a 
at least four years, five years, six years maybe. Well, we start when I started out. Uh, you know, I started with high school fishing, and what was actually cool, me and my sister, we actually got to team up, and my dad was my he was my captain. We went out first uh, tournament was on High Rock, and as a as a you know, little high school uh, tournament uh, state championship is what it was. We went out and we fished that day. We couldn't get but four fish, but we ended up having like 23 and a half pounds on four that day. That's pretty and solid. I, and I had, That's you know, rock. I had like a six, seven pounder hung like two or three different times and it come off and we just never got our fifth one. But we come in and that kind of like sparked us. We got a little fired up, started going from there. And then they had the uh, high school world finals. Now we're on, out on Darnell, Lake Darnell. And uh, we traveled all the way out to Arkansas and fished on Lake Darnell and, and we finished third two years in a row out there. And that kind of, you know, started getting us going. And uh, Chelsea actually met the head coach of Bethel University, Gary Mason, out at Darnell, and I got to meet him too. And he talked to Chelsea the first year when we finished thirds. And, uh, you know, he was like, you know, I'd really like to talk with you about coming out there. She was like, eh, maybe I might come. The next following year, she was already enlisted to go to East Carolina University. And uh, she was going there. Well, after the third, uh, we finished third that second year Gary's like really wanting her to come out there like come on I really like you be on our team well she actually considered it and then she ended up transferring and going to Beth University and I'm gonna stop at Chelsea is she older than you? she is she's three years older than me and then so from then she went on out to school and uh, I actually started fishing high school with Tyler Black me and him fished together and uh, we won states and then we went to regionals we won regionals and we went and won nationals and uh, you know that what really kind of sparked it for me and Gary gave me a scholarship from there also to come to Bethlehem University, and I got a scholarship to go and follow in my sister's footsteps. First year, me and her got to fish together. That's cool. And uh, we actually I didn't know that. we fished on Lake Norman. We finished second in the the open, the uh, college open down there on Norman. Barely got beat by like a half half a pound or something like that. And uh, and then uh, throughout the rest of the years, uh, you know, I had different partners, uh, different seasons, and uh, you know, it's it's been it's been incredible because I got to learn so much over the years. That's one of the nicest things about college fishing and that really, you know, led me up to helping me with the opens and making it to the Elite Series, I believe, is just how much experience I got. And, you know, I went from, uh, you know, high school fishing, you fish local around here, and I got to expand out a little bit and start going to Dardanelle and places like that. Then I got to college fishing, and college fishing, you know, we'd go from, you know, St. Lawrence River all the way to Florida, Oklahoma, I mean, you name it, everywhere else in between I've been and, and fished. And... You know, along the way, you, you you know you'll stop and like, hey, let's just fish this too on the way, or you know, right. just you know anything. And you know, I got to experience you know the different styles of fishing too, just because you know I got a buddy that lives out in Washington, I got another buddy that's from Texas, I got another buddy in New York, you know, Delaware, where, wherever, and I get to experience you know a little bit of their like the best knowledge that they can come up with in that general area, and then put it all into one, okay, and then use all of their knowledge in one. As to, you know, say, say like, you know, around here you could get away with throwing like a, a speed trap. You know, everybody likes a speed trap. Well, you can take that and, you know, use that bait somewhere else in the country, and it works even, you know, works even better than it does around here. They ain't you know? seen a million of them. Exactly. Right. You know, and so you can take something that my buddy uses out in Washington, and I can use it around here. They've never seen it before, you know, not, not likely or something you know, that's from Texas, I can use it here. So you can start using different baits from different locations and usually get a few extra bites. You know you know, you know, what that's called on the Elite Series? What's that? Networking. Networking? Networks. Networking. I mean, that is, I mean, honestly, that's it's it. a really big thing. It's a really big thing. That's why you'll see 
you'll see a lot of guys that grew up around each other. They'll fish together. But you also see a lot of guys that this guy's from over here, Matt Heron. Matt Heron and Bill Owens my favorite example. I love them both to death. One of us from Alabama, the other from Indiana. Matt Heron probably couldn't even spell Indiana. <laughs> I'd take a shot at him. I, lo- I love that dude. But anyway, you know, what, I, what I'm getting at is those two guys, you know, they work together, and they do a lot of the same things. But in turn, they also do a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and that is that is their network. You know, yeah. they, they network together, and they help each other, and it works really good. I mean, for you guys that keep up with Bassmaster or watch Bassmaster.com, they have a thing called a bro series. They actually featured them on the bro, on the bro series, and, and you know it tells uh, gives a little bit of background about both of them and 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 what they do for each other and how they complement each other, and and that's kind of what you know what you've right. done with all these other guys, and being fishing at the college level especially allows you to do that because when you go to those tournaments, I mean, yeah, you're all fishing against each other, but you make friends along the way. Exactly. You know, guys that like you said, a guy might live in Delaware. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know Delaware had any bass in it. But, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that guy, you can you can help him, he can help exactly. you, and you're going to find the same thing on the Elite Series. You just got to be careful who you do it with. <laughs> you know, you talk about the speed trap thing, a funny story about that. I had a guy that owns Canine Fishing Line, sponsored me when they were infant. They were just coming out. He sent me line, whatever. He said, what's your favorite crankbait? I said, what are you talking about? It was like shallow, you know, two to six foot. I said, I'm going to have to go with a speed trap. It's the most consistent fish catcher in the Carolinas. He's like, a what? A speed trap? I'm like, yeah, you need to find it. Go play with it. He's like, man, these were in a bargain, man. I went and picked them up. He said, I'm catching fish like crazy <laughs> on this stupid bait. Nobody's buying them. I said, well, go buy the rest of them. Keep your mouth shut. You got something. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how yeah. he's he's throwing me a couple of baits and i'll throw them out here and it's like the, the speed trap is it's you know it's crazy so while we're on that so my buddy christian uh he he's my brother's age my brother he's on here he's he's 30 he's even older than you um but anyways uh when i first started fishing with christian you know he was in high school right and he was asked about crankbaits and i was like man just go buy a crystal crawl speed trap and you know Throw it in the rocks, and this is when this place was good. And uh, I remember showing him one and a look on his face. He didn't believe me, right? Because <laughs> and, and years later, he told me he was like, "Man, you pulled that crankbait out. It looked like something, you know, someone had half glued it together and colored on it with a crayon." They're not the sexiest things in the world, <laughs> no, that's for sure. <laughs> but I'd like to have a nickel for every bass that's been caught on Man, one around here. Around here, but you'd be rich. Yeah, Listen, you ain't KJ, KJ fished with me in a ABA event oh, out here. God. I bet he beat you, too. He did. He smoked my rear end. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those days. It I, must I, not have been on A-Rig. He was nope. the one in Washington. It was not before, I think, didn't he? I, I did. It was, it was one of those. Ron Farrow and I, we, we weren't even going to fish the ABA. And we asked the tournament director, because he was at Ebenezer for something. We were fishing night tournament. He said, we said, can we fish tomorrow if we fish tonight? He's like, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. So we paid our money right at the boat ramp. Like, okay, so we pulled all-nighter, fished. Ron and I won the night tournament. We had a plan. We're like, okay, this is cool. Show up the next day, and I got paired with KJ, and I get in the boat. I'm like, dang, I'm fishing with a kid. Okay. 
Whatever. He was a kid. Yeah. And, and I said, Guaranteed. okay. He was a kid. Well, he still is. He is a really, he's a baby. But he, was, he was young. And it was, while it was muddy in August. Oh, gosh. And it was like, okay, I'm sorry, KJ, but I'm going to be parallel on the riprap all day long. Don't know what to tell you. He's like, I'll be all right. He pulls out a trick worm with a split shot. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this kid's going to be a pain in the butt all day long he to was. deal with. Well, yeah, when you, oh, you couldn't fish for that and his. I'm parallel. He's fishing backwards, <laughs> and he's catching fish on a split shot trick worm. I finally say, you know what? Enough of this. And I went out 30 foot of water. I said, okay, I got Why? you now. Why did you not have time on a split shot a trick worm? <laughs> I was, I was. I mean, he showed you where they were at. Yeah, well, we pulled out deep, and I finally started catching a couple big, bigger fish. Carolina and, rig, I think, wasn't it? Huh? I think it's a Carolina rig, wasn't it? Uh, Carolina rig or, or football jig, yeah, one of the two. <laughs> they were there. It just, and then fishing the night tournament. Don't you hate that guy? <laughs> Hey, I picked up the split shot rig out there too. Called he him. caught he caught some more out there. <laughs> Probably did. Uh, no, legitimately, hands down. And I, from that day forward, I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna underestimate somebody who gets in the back of my boat throwing something stupid. Kudos to it him for stupid. doing it. it no, was apparently not. <laughs> His old grandpa might have taught him that's a pop yeah. queen special right there. There you go. David, David Williams just took credit for it. He said he taught Jeff, KJ, and you everything <laughs> you know about fishing. <laughs> hey, guess what? <laughs> David's older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if that's the case, so that David, doesn't invalidate what he said. Then so, no, he, so he, he's old enough to teach us all. <laughs> if, but if that's the case, why doesn't David Williams beat Jeff? In about another month and a half, two months on Norman. I'm just asking questions. Don't shoot the messenger. David and I used to travel together. We actually have uh, traveled in BFLs and slept in in the same tents uh, years ago before I snored like a freight train. (laughs) You know, there's a way to fix that. Go get get a CPAP machine. It fixes, I'm telling you. Men's health moment, for real. If, If you snore... Check into it. It could save your life. New days. sponsor, Acme Sleep Machines. <laughs> my, I had to fight my wife for it. We got married, and a year later, she's like, you're either going or I'm going. I said, okay, I'll go. Best oh, move I man. ever made. We went from college fishing to Yeah, snow. we went from, t- we went, we went from quick, KJ, KJ to give us some really good <laughs> yeah. stuff to way off the rails. Sorry, KJ. I want to tell the story about you because that's how I met KJ. No, yeah. All right, so... So back to the college stuff. So you went to Bethel University, yeah. and for the for, so if it wasn't for fishing, okay, and and the the fan I am, um, I would have I would have never heard of Bethel University. Me either. Right. Me either. Yeah. Well, I remember it's, the first time I heard so, of it. I'm like, Bethel, where is that at? <laughs> and I, I tell you, when I found out where it was at, I called him for something a few years ago, and he was he said, I'm at college. I'm like, where are you at? And he told me, I said, where is that at? It is, it is out been. there in the middle of nowhere. Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. You, you look yeah. out in front of the school and you got just a big cornfield out in front of it. And it's awesome. deer all around. But, I mean, for for me, it was a paradise because I got to be out there, got to be around all kinds of wildlife, some of the best friends I've ever met in my life. And, you know, I got to fish on the Tennessee River and learn a lot about that Tennessee River. Yeah. I, I love going and visiting. Dorm, so, dorm life, let's talk about networking. This is how, how these kids – Right. So, so when you go into Bethel University, they put you in a suite. It's got four rooms. It comes out into a suite area, right? right? And that's a common area for your little suite. Mm-hmm. 
all the guys that's on the fishing team are in that suite. So when you walk in, it's rods and reels and everything everywhere. That's what I'm talking they about. They got the big screen <laughs> television. Every time I was ever there, they're playing some rerun of some bass master thing. Eight or ten of them sitting around talking to either duck hunting, deer hunting. Man, I should have went to school there. <laughs> bass fishing. It's like, it's, and it's really a lot. I mean, it's constant. It's right. all day. So you're exposed to it. Sun up to sun down. I mean, that's, 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 yeah, that's 24-7 good. So that's, talking fishing. That's but an you know, athletic dorm. That's the same way it was when I was in college. Yeah, I played baseball. Yeah. For people, for people, for baseball players. For people that like that stuff, though, that's the environment you want to be oh, in. No, that's, you know what I mean? It's great. You learn so much. It's great. I mean, uh, imagine doing what we're doing right here. 24-7. 24, I mean, they're up to 1 o'clock in the morning. Every time I went and visited, I was in heaven up there talking about it. It's crazy. <laughs> Grant Rudder said KJ went fishing every single day except for four or five days his freshman year. That's true, too. <laughs> I, I mean, Those four or five days you went duck hunting? How's your grades? Yeah, I'm fast now. I'm fast now. <laughs> I got Dave, my degree. <laughs> David said it takes you six years to graduate. <laughs> hey, it was five. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that, why would you it's, ever want to graduate? It was so good, I didn't want to. Yeah, I don't you know blame what? you. <laughs> All jokes aside, Bethel University really has capitalized on fishing. It is. They took a school that was nothing and turned it into something Indeed. by giving kids a chance yeah. to fish. To, to think that a school like that, and that's why college fishing is, is, is going off the charts. Lenore Ryan starting a team. Brian Travis, Brian Travis is Brian coach. Travis. Yeah, he called me up. We Thank talked about it. Uh, CBCC has a college. <laughs> Here, here's a chance for these smaller universities compete sure. against your NC States, your Alabamas, your Auburns, your, yeah. you know, whoever. Yep. That's right. I mean, Carolina ain't even considered in that list of schools, you know, so it's not. <laughs> you're talking about the North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, okay. Now, you're South Carolina's South a pretty Carolina. good school. Yeah, it used to be. It used to be until Patrick Walters and a few others graduated. Just so you know, when you come across that bridge, you're yeah, in Carolina's this Carolina. Yeah, Carolina's a different, yeah. yeah. So, but, but it, it, you I'll know, tell you, these small I, schools can compete, and now Bethel's like right there. I mean, they're like the Alabama oh, of, yeah. of college fish. Yeah, that's right, and they so, are. So, you know, that's that's what they're like. Well, that's that's how I first noticed it. I mean, I'll be honest, flat out honest with you, you know, FLW would tape something and on DVR, and I'm watching it, you yeah. know, and collegiate fish and whatever, just run through it. And it was like every episode, Bethel University is all over. And I'm like, man, them dudes up there can fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Yeah. And then when I learned it was on the, the banks of Kentucky Lake, it's like, well, there you want to cut yeah. your teeth on a, a river system. The Tennessee River is a pretty daggone good one to get to. And honestly, Grant wasn't lying about that. Like, me and him, freshman year, like sophomore year, you know, several years, we there was not many times we didn't go to lake fishing. Yeah. You know, we'd get out of class at, you know, get out of class 3 o'clock, 1 o'clock, whatever, we're headed to the lake. Yeah. And we were taking turns, you know. What was nice is we all had, you know, trucks and boats or this, that, and another, and one guy would pull the boat with his truck one day and we'd use somebody else's boat then we'd switch the next day and we'd switch the next day and you know we just you know, kept going to the water and there's <laughs> little they ran everybody's stuff probably 10 days that's good that right. that's great and you know we just learn i mean you get out on the water that's where you learn it at absolutely you be on the water and spend the time out there you're gonna learn you know you know the great thing about going there especially is if you got aspirations to move on up and fish the opens or the elite series or whatever how many seasons goes by a Bassmasters, uh, uh, Opens, uh, Major League Fishing that they don't go 
somewhere on the Tennessee, Tennessee River. Well, just look at this you year. Know, I mean, There's two this year, Pickwick and Gunnersville. Yeah. And Neely Henry. Is Neely Henry on Tennessee River? Yeah. That's Coosa River. Coosa. I saw that was Coosa. Oh, okay. Well, it's all right there together. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I think there's three tournaments in Alabama this year. Yeah. Gunnersville, no, Neely no. Henry, and um, is Pickwick. there another one? Pickwick. 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 Tennessee. Pickwick. But yeah, because I know I've heard some – Jokes about being the Alabama Invitational year this year. So Alabama Bass Trail. There's three yeah, in Texas Alabama Bass Trail. There's so, three in Texas as KJ, well. KJ, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you fit, you went to school in Tennessee. You did all this stuff. Why do so many anglers from North and South Carolina make it? In comparison, yeah, there's a lot that come from Tennessee. There's a lot that come from here and there, little sectors throughout the United States. But there's a lot of guys that come from right here. But yet we can't draw one of these tournaments to save our life. Why is that? Because I got two fish out here this past weekend. They were that I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying wildly. I'm talking about Norman. You got Murray. There's there's all kinds of options around Bass here. Bassmasters is coming back to Norman this year. Yeah, yeah. Let, let KJ answer the first part of that, and then I'm going to answer the second part. Fair enough. I'm really going to piss people off. <laughs> Go ahead, KJ. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like you, you learn a lot through the co- wait, wait, go back to what you were saying so the first part look at look at how many anglers from north and south carolina there yeah, are okay. on the pro level both tours compared to anywhere else in the country why is that where i what i think the most on that is is the competition that we have so i mean honestly yeah. like so when you pull up to the ramp you know i pull up to the ramp down there at lake norman pull up there shane 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 with you you got Brian Thrift, you got Ari, you got, I mean, you just name off the list, and it just keeps going on and on and on of, like, traveling pros. That's, you know, pros that's already made it there. So you pull up to the to the ramp, you know, you got to bring your A game. So the whole time, you know, you pull up, you know, you, you know that you're going to have to go. There's no, you know, playing around or nothing. You're, you're fishing competitive the whole time, and I think it just, you know, it just makes you a little drive train in you. It just makes that competitive edge. And it just makes us all, you know, just attunes us to make us better. You know, the competition just makes us to where you're it's... You're going to play to your level, exactly. right? Exactly. To whatever level is around you. And my, that's my, Gamecocks, my Gamecocks are great at that. But see, that, that's what I've... So I, that right is. there, what you just said, <laughs> that is what I've said this whole time about this no-pro rule thing. Yeah. I he, mean, he, I, I dabble I mean, into that of nearly every podcast because I think it's the dumbest rule yeah, in the world. But what, but But what you said right there is exactly what happens. I can tell you this, when you pull up there, it isn't always the pros that I'm worried no, about. No, it's not. No. My God, it's I not. I down the list, and you got everybody from ever since Beatty, and you got the Hamrick and Hoover, and you got uh, Foster, and you got all the guys that used to be on the trail, like your, you know. The, Chris Bumgarner. Chris and all those yeah. guys, Tracy Adams. And, yep. You know, um, Chris, Drew Montgomery. Chris like, Bumgarner gets I mean, plenty of my money out of here. Out of an eighteen foot yeah, express. You know, the, the thing the thing about it is is I think that people kind of get caught up in, well, this guy don't have a job. He fishes every day. That is so untrue. <laughs> I mean right. the like I've always say, I fish around here less in the last five years than I have in my life. You know, I'm when I go fishing I have to go to I hook up and go to Tennessee. I hook up and go to Florida. You know, I gotta go pre-practice these places other than just going to Lake Norman to catch a spot of bass. Yeah, that yeah. I in the opens this year. Me and KJ fished the least this year that we had right. in the Ex- last ten years. My point For exactly. Ten years around here yep. we fished, and then we didn't fish any this past yeah. year. A few night tournaments and a few 
So what I'm time. so what I'm hearing is you want to change the rule from no pros to no college Listen, kids. I'm a, I'm a, that probably be that every would, day. You that heard would probably be a safer bet <laughs> because I'm just going to tell you all jokes aside, guys like him are way smarter than guys like me. They grew up staring at a graph. He knows when he when he idles over something, he knows what he's looking at. Guys like me, well, that might I know it's a rock pile, but are, is that fish over there to the right? Is that fish? I don't know. You look at that. Yep, that's a school of fish. Well, there's one. I see him. I'm going to catch him. I can't do that. It's not just seeing the fish. It's even knowing what species. Yeah. Whether yeah. they're set up to bite or not. That, I mean, I've seen KJ a, a hundred yep. times this past year say, well, they're set up. They're there, but they're not set up to bite. Let's yep. not even stop and fish for them. That, that's it, right. I'm like, yeah. okay. That's you know cool. how you, seriously, do you know how next level that is uh, to be yeah. able to do that? And it comes, I swear it comes from them college boys all sitting around and they've all every day taking pictures of their grass and they're like, see how these were setting? You could yeah. tell these right here wasn't going to bite and they didn't. But here's another picture. Look at these. See how these were setting? And it's like, oh, see right here's where the Asians are, but right there. That's bass That's right there. That's a little there. group of bass little right little there. Group of bass, and I burned them down. We caught 25 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are nuts. Yep. You, you bring and up you go out you with said them, the Asian, it's crazy. You're, you're talking crazy. about the Asian carp. Asian carp. Are they, have they got, have they taken, is Kentucky Lake ruined? Uh, it's, it, it really downfalled really hard in the last, yeah. like, two years, I would say. Yeah. It hit a really down downward turn. Now, my buddies that's been out there fishing, they said that the lake's coming back. That's they good. They said it's on, a, on an upswing right now of, of coming back. But it still don't have no grass in it. It really needs some vegetation in there, I think, for it to really take off. But, you know, as of right now, it's I've heard it's got some bait in it. It's got some a few fish from, like, 12 inches to 2 pounders starting to come back in there. At one time, it was you could only catch nothing but 5 or 6 pounders. It was just like that whole class from 2 to 3, 4 pounds was just, they just gone. gone. It's kind of like what Wiley's missing right now. And it just disappeared. No, Wiley's missing. Wiley's missing two pounders. Wiley's well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can, catch, you can t- catch tons of 14 inchers, and you, somebody always has a big one. But that in between, it's just so nobody hard got, to come I mean, by. Because of COVID, they didn't get hit very hard during no, the No, not at all. Did they? Not at all. Actually, it's fairly muddy during this long. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This lake was nuts during COVID. That's good. I think. About. I remember that. Being part, facetious. I remember that <laughs> that first that first little, little tournament. Sarcasm yeah, that first little tournament we had down there that went out of uh, uh, Big Allison down there. <laughs> oh, dude. It was on like Wednesday, and it looked like the Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, every time you went to the lake this year, with uh, that's where everybody was at. Was All right, so lake. we need some fact checking here. David Williams <laughs> said. Uh-oh. That Chelsea had to quit fishing because she hurt her back from carrying you all the time. Is that true? <laughs> that's, rough right there. That's, that's bad. I will testify to this. I'll give her some credit. Uh oh. Her first high school tournament we talked about earlier, and we had them 23 pounds down at High Rock. She did catch a seven and a half pounder out of a lay down tree on a spinnerbait. There you go. Was that one of David Williams' daddy's spinnerbaits? Well, it, you know, it was one of them special ones. It might have been. So. <laughs> all right. Then we got one here. It's Danny Gibson. This is a question for you. It said, other than school and time on the water, what do you think sets you apart from other anglers? Good question. Mm. Uh, that's a hard one, honestly. Uh, Not really. You want me to answer for you? Yeah, go for it. You, your buddy told on you. All you fished every day before five days. That's he true. said, but other than being on time <laughs> on the water. Oh, other than school oh I'm sorry. Time on the water. I'm sorry. Um, honestly, people that I've been raised up with. I've got a very strong uh, community around me that supports me a lot. So, you know, it gives me 
it helps me out with self-determination. You know, I'm determined. I want to be the best. Okay. You know, and being around everybody, that my, you know, my family and everybody else, we're very competitive. You know, it's, you know, you poke and pull. Like, you know, it's every time we go to the lake, it's every whoever, time. whoever catches the most, you know, you might be paying dinner for, you know, something of that nature. But, you know, when we go out there, it's, it's, it's competitive. You know, it makes you want to strive to do better and be at the top. So I feel like that's what's helped me out a lot almost. You had a couple good teachers too, old pops over there, and and your grandpa. You know, oh. I remember I remember seeing you there when you were little bitty dude, seven years old. Yeah, little he bitty his dude. First bass tournament, really? At seven years old with my dad. Awesome, yeah. awesome. That's so you think that, you know, he's just a young. He's getting started. He's got fifteen years. <laughs> he's been fishing a little while. Fishing. That's right. Years. My son's six. Hey, he's that means at you the had to be like thirteen when you fished with him. Yeah, yeah. I was young. That even pisses me off even more. I ain't allowed to. <laughs> he, to this day, is the youngest guy to ever qualify for the All-American. Yep. Really? I didn't know that. That's a pretty cool David stat right there. David I'm the youngest oldest. on the elite right now, too. David <laughs> might be the oldest. No, he's older than you. Yeah, he's older than me. But. Did they have to sign your permission slip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did. I, I had to get my first one signed. The first tournament I fished, my dad had to sign me to go to High Rock, and I drew some guy with a bullet. And I, I didn't know any better. Right? This is this is hilarious. So I, I should have known better when I got in, and I had to sit behind the guy. Yep. Uh oh, this is bad. I've never sat behind a guy in a bass boat before. And he reached under the seat and put his helmet on. And he put it, he had leather driving gloves. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I think I was fifteen. Brandon didn't have a hat after blast off. That's what happened to my hair. That's what I should have told you. That's what you should have told Fletcher. Yeah. So this dude's all jacked up. And we're idling around, and I don't know what kind of. He had, uh, he had a mercury. I have no idea what it was, but it sounded like it was one cam ready from blowing. And uh, he told me that right before he, they called our number, he popped his helmet, you know, his visor up, and looked at me and said, This is his best, his, his favorite part. And he went screaming out of Second Creek, all right? And the water's five feet low. I know that now. Oh, God. Guess which side of the island he went on? No, he didn't go through the skinny side. The left side. Oh, my Ooh. God. He made it. He That's because there wasn't nothing but about that much of a skag in the oh, water. We ran all the way up. <laughs> we ran up. I say all the way up. We ran all the way to Swearing Creek, which, you know, took two minutes in the bullet. Yeah. And Mach 2. And we, uh, we fished for a couple of minutes. And all that guy was doing was he'd turn around and look at boats. And as soon as a boat would go, he'd sit down and crank up and run them down and pass them. And then we'd, then we'd fish for a little bit longer. All he wanted to do was race. He, race. he was in the wrong sport, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I remember my dad came and got me. He said, what would you think? Neither one of us got a fish. And that was my first experience outside of my dad's boat, right? And I was like, man, I... I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I'd <laughs> be like, Dad, that guy's a clown. <laughs> well, I didn't know, right? I mean, I'm just not there at all like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, KJ, this this your first year. I'm, I'm sure you studied. I say your first year, so technically last year was your first year in the Bass Opens, right? Yep. And you fished, were there eight, all, all eight of them? Yep. You fished both eight. divisions? And uh, I did a, a quick data dump here before we got in here. You did pretty good. Obviously, you qualified. I qualified. So, there. fifth overall, right? Yes, sir. And eighth in the Easterns. Yep. 
So when you look at that, you would think that you qualified through the overall. Through the overall, but, but actually didn't, it through, right? Yep, actually made it through the Easterns. Through the, the way, Easterns. The way it worked out, I, it fell down the points, so I made it through. Okay. But I was actually fifth overall and barely missed making it fourth and being in fourth overall by just a, barely a few points. I was right there at it. Was, yeah. Brian knew won it, but KJ was like 20 points behind him. That's yeah. how tight yeah, the, the race was. The race was, was super the tight five, this year. And it was a, it's it was like a, it every year. It was a slug out. The year, the year I qualified, I qualified fourth. I made two top twelves and finished twenty seventh in another tournament. Finished fourth. Wow, yeah, it's tight. Yeah, it's, it's very tight. There's a lot of good fishermen fishing the opens right now, trying to get back yeah, to the fast masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know there there's so many different leagues now, and there I think. They've all, you know, all the good ones from all those different ones seem like they're coming back to the open. So there was like 60 full-time traveling pros fishing the open. Fish the open. Yeah. Wow. Every, everybody's yeah. trying to mm-hmm. trying to get yeah. back to yeah. bass. You look around, and it was like, I mean, there was a really, it almost looked like a Bassmaster Elite or a MFL type events when you showed up. I mean, it's 200 boats, but, yeah. you know, 60 of them's people that you recognize, household names. Yeah, that's the hard. That's the hard part, as you know. Is people? I got some buddies of mine that they they call it Elite Series, and they call it my little club because we don't have. But well, this year we're gonna have one hundred and one. Um, you know, well, if there ain't two hundred, three hundred boats in there, it ain't a bass tournament. Y'all fish well, on the weekdays too. Yeah, and we fish on the weekdays, and those the, the ones on Thursday and Friday you got to throw back. They don't count. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know when you go against that many people or that many boats you know it there's a i hate to call it luck but there's a certain luck factor that is in that Mm -hmm. i mean because you got double the boats but the same amount of water if that makes sense you know guys are gonna practice practice is where a lot of the fishing gets kind of jacked up i think because Especially offshore fishing. You know, guys, like I said, a lot of guys now can idle around and they see, well, Jeff pulls up on a spot, catches two, leaves. KJ pulls up on a spot, catches two. two. I pull up, catch two. two. Well, none of us know the other has been there. And in the opens, there's no off limits. Exactly. It's them lakes got beat. And and there's uh, there's guys that go from tournament to tournament and practice the whole month month. or however however long it is it's crazy and people don't realize how bad the fish truly do get beat up and guy pulls up on a spot we're all you know that may be your first stop maybe my second spot kj's third you know well you done sat there and you done whacked on by the time i get there and i'm like god where'd they go yeah. Oh, I don't catch yeah, anything. Then KJ's like, well, where'd they all go? Yeah. KJ's going to catch them because he's got a split shot rig. Well, that's there, true. There, there is one. But the ones, that Jeff, the ones that Jeff didn't put in his boat, KJ called them a split shot rig. <laughs> well, there, there is one common thing, and I think, between both of y'all that helped both of y'all make it. Who, who was your practice partner? What you mean? The year you made it. Who was your practice partner? Greg Malden. Dude from this guy wasn't your practice partner. Not the year I qualified. Not the year qualified. Dude, I was I was He was that I fished that year. I fished four it took me four years to make it. Okay. I finished in the top ten the first three years and the fourth year I finally made it. I remember the first year you did it, I was with you. Yeah. And, and us sitting thinking that you might get a call. And Brandon uh, and man, I had some tournaments where Brandon helped me tremendously. We had one in Florida, the first one at Toho. I never get headaches. Dude, I had a migraine. Never in my life had one. I laid down on the back of the boat 
and went to sleep. I mean, I thought I was going to die. I told Brandon, I said, you do what you want to do. And I woke up, Brandon said, man, I've caught some more swim bait. Tied on a big easy, and here we go. There you go. <laughs> I found out what they were on. And the reason I found out what they were on is because I got the boat stuck in the grass. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> That's the first time I'd ever seen that much grass. KJ has a question on there for There's you. There's a couple of them on here. How many hours did you put in last year practicing? <laughs> a lot. That is a lot. Honestly, we we go out and me and Dad spend about a week in advance and practice for a week straight. No, no, a week and a half. We, let me, let me was a week and a half. Let me stop you for a second. Are you a daylight to dark guy? Are okay. We'd spend out every day from daylight till dark. I mean, you could look on our Queen Tackle Instagram pages. We put it on there like D to D, daylight to dark every day. We out there. But I mean, that's that's what we did all year. I mean, we finished daylight to dark for a week straight before practice. Went out there, grinded, but I feel like it definitely paid off 100%. Right. There's no doubt. Is you know, it's very helpful. Once you got down to the end of the week, it felt like I was almost like in the groove of what was going on at the lake. Whether the if the weather come through and changed at all. I kind of like had an idea of what these fish are going to go to and what how they're relating to that weather condition or that weather change. So that really helped a lot. But now this next year, you know, with the the elites, we're only getting like two and a half days of practice. We'll get three so, days. Is it three? We'll get three days unless something changes. They're gonna as far as the what I've seen is they're gonna do virtual meetings. Okay. So if they do virtual meetings, we'll get to practice all day. Obviously, yeah. so we had to always come in at twelve o'clock the day before. Yeah. Used to, used to we had to, we had to be at the meeting site by four. Yeah. So there was I've seen guys, especially like if the meeting's on the water. Yeah. I've seen guys rolling there in their boats. <laughs> so. So, uh, Tim, the same same guy that asked that question. Tim wants to know what's the average cost per year to achieve the elite series. I I don't I guess that might be the whole shebang. That's even more than the hours you put in. <laughs> so. Well, that's before you get there. So he's talking about opens, so travel expenses, yeah. entry fees. So you're looking at eighteen hundred dollars for an entry fee. Entry fee. For and an open and there's on four the tournaments, side. right? Yeah, well, there's four. eight. If you really want to try to make it, I mean, you can try to make it in one division. It's really tough. But if you really are setting your sights on it, you need to go fish all of them. And this year there's nine because they went they went back nine. to the old That's format. Right. So it'd be eighteen hundred times nine, and you can plan on spending a, a, about a grand mm-hmm. per tournament yeah. for your travel. And that and that's you know you think well I can get there for less than that, but man, you spend it on fishing license, you spend it on ramp fees. Everywhere you, you go got, is fifty bucks. Yeah, and, and, unless you go up north, yeah, then they seventy. You, you think well, you know, <laughs> and 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 if you're not going to put in at least three days of practice, I mean, so you talk three days of practice and three days of being there and. Travel time and all, I mean. So, two grand times nine is. So, take but, almost three grand times nine. But That's, you're not factoring everything into this here, though. How much did you spend on tackle this last year? Oh, a ton. Okay, so you're really looking at 30 grand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. 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 Roughly, yeah. roughly 30 grand. Nine times three. I mean, you're looking at yeah. that was roughly close. about. Yeah. said nine times three. It's really close. Nine times three. Because there's always something need. You're, 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 you're yeah. right there, 25 yeah, like, oh, to 30, somewhere this. in that range to, to try and qualify. Now, you know, you win money back, too. So, I mean, it's not like you're... You can, winning. but Maybe. sometimes you don't. Maybe. But the, the, the bottom line is, is for worst-case scenario, break out 30000 yeah. and start yeah. there. You, That's wild. You're, you're not fishing them thinking that you're going to do them to win money. That's right. You're yeah. doing the opens... 
for a shot at making the elites. There's two reasons people fish the opens. One, the shot at the elites, and then bass dangles that classic carrot out mm-hmm. there. They do. Yeah. They do. You know, if you happen to get lucky and win one. And I tell you, you know, I've always been a fan of that. I, I wish that the Elite Series would do a win in your end. Yeah. I really do. Wild, yeah, they did it for just a couple of years, but then we had some guys complain about it that didn't like it. And I, I don't particularly yeah. know why they didn't like it because – it's a shot. You know, you, you think about well, this. You the year, a terrible year, you well, still fishing for a classic bird. That that's win. right. The year Chris Lane won the classic, he got in on a win and you in. He has, that was the year he won oh, St. Clair. The one, the one, the tournament that Bobby found the fish, well, Bobby was already in the classic. And Bobby's like, hey, buddy, they're right here. Chris went up there and went all the way to the Blue Water Bridge, which that. is now off limits, by the way. He caught uh, every dang on one of them off that buoy with his yep. dang. We fished that buoy. We, we were did. There. And he caught all, all he his fish, hung up qualified on. for the classic. He finished like next to last in the points, qualified for the classic, went to Louisiana and won. Without that rule, he don't ever win the classic. Right. So, I mean, you know, there, there again, it's kind of everybody's got their own opinion about that. It's like everything else. But, sure. you know, I would like to see that happen myself. But there, there again, you know, whatever. So there, so the schedule this year, obviously you guys start in Florida, end up north like you always do. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed there's nine this year. Is there a reason for that? In case one of them gets there's, canceled. There has been there? nine every year. Oh, I thought it was always eight. Mm-hmm. Eight was last year was the only year I think was eight. They only had two divisions last year. I'm talking about the elites. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. the elites. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The elites are nine. So are there any of these that Shane always gives his take on these lakes and? Not many of them are good ever. But uh, are any of these stand out to you? You got to start beside any of them? Uh, are you worried about any of them? Well, or are you just trying to get through your you first know, year? The, the two northern ones, I mean, you know, I've been to the St. Lawrence t- twice, but, you know, a little bit of experience, but still, you know, anytime you're up there, you're dealing with the smallmouth. I don't know what the spawn's going to be like going on if they're going to be in that funk mode or, you know, just not wanting to bite. You know, them two lakes, I've never been to Champlain either, so I'm kind of nervous about that one too. We can catch uh, largemouth on Champlain. Yeah, you can. that's true. And, uh, you know, the St. John's, uh, I've never fished, I've fished tidal a little bit, but not much up at like the Chesapeake Bay and stuff of that nature. I've never done it, you know, further in Texas or Sabine or anything like that, so I'm you know, kind of, kind of nervous. I know the tide swing down there is apparently it's not supposed to be too bad of a tide swing. Where Sabine? Sabine. Yeah, it's like two feet. Two feet. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Tennessee River, of course, go there the second tournament, and it's, you know, I, I kind of feel decent about it. I know I've never fished, you know, that part of the Tennessee River. That's the one lake I've never fished on Tennessee River, but I fished every other lake on the Tennessee River. So, kind of helped get that little bit of knowledge to go there. You know, then the, the next one is. Uh, where, where we go to is uh, you go so you go St. John's Tennessee River which is is that Loudon or Telco? It's Loudon. Loudon. It's Loudon and Telco. Yeah, it's Loudon actually both. Okay. So same place. Nobody will go to Telco. And then you go to the Sabine. Oh, about that I think one. Pickwick and oh, I'm sorry. They yeah, had that's the right. Yeah, they moved that. Pickwick around. Yeah, yeah. Pickwick's and in in March. Out of all the ones that I'm kind of excited about, I think that's the one I'm most excited Pickwick. about. Is Pickwick in March? That's usually you fish Tennessee River in March of. Fish are usually biting pretty good, so that's what I've learned. But I've been to Pickwick. You know, I went one time. It was in the fall. Fall. Yeah, it I went, went from se- fall to, It was yeah. seventy degrees every day of practice. First morning of the tournament, it was twenty four and snowed. I lost my truck and <laughs> boat on the way home from Pickwick. Yeah, you did. That's tough. 
Danny Gibson wants to know with all new all the new technologies, what graphs stand out the most? This is a question for all of us, and you're going to get four different answers. Oh, hold on for that one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. Let's just we're trying almost, to keep track with everybody. I, I got it. Um, so after Pickwick, you go to Fork mm -hmm. in April. Is that when Cobb won it a couple years ago? No, it was in May when Cobb won it. Those that'll be a full blown spawn tournament. There'll be some mega bags. You got that one. right. Somebody will catch 40 pounds. It'll be fun. Man, that'd be fun. It's fun if you catch 40 it? pounds, do yeah. you think? Did you see? Uh, somebody will catch 40 pounds. You don't think they'll be done by then? No. no. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be some of them done. But yeah. we were there. The, you think the, Real House's record's going to fall this year? It could. Oh, it very well could. Um, it's 20 years. It, it all depends on. Mm -hmm. When we were there, the last time we were there in May, and there was still a lot of fish on the bed. Not a whole lot, but there was enough to, you know, the, the guys that you'll see, you'll see going into it, and you'll be one of the guys that that do the sight fishing. You know, they'll stand on the trolling motor all day long and mark beds. And there's guys that that's all they do. I'm not going to call any names, piss anybody off, but but that, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that's what they do. And um, you know, there was a bunch of guys that done really well doing that. Cobb just happened to. Cobb had the gizzard shad spawn figured out, and then he catches that freaking eleven pounder off the bed. Thought you it was know, a five. oh, it's a five, and then he says the hook on about pulled his little yeah, hind end in. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think there you'll see uh, you'll see a whole lot more fish on the bed this go around. That sounds good. I kind of like that style of fishing too. You know, sight fishing. Sight fishing. That's, you know, around here these Clearwater lakes do a lot of sight fishing. So. How about Neely Henry and Gunnersville in May? That should be fun, shouldn't it? I think it will be. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You look forward to those two? I'm looking forward to it. I love Gunnersville anyway. Yeah. Even though it did kick my butt this this fall down there, it's still. Gunnersville good. How about Neely? Yeah, Neely? I've never seen Neely Henry. Never been there. The only problem I think that we might have with Neely is how small it is. It's a, it's not, I mean, it's not super small, but it can definitely get the pressure will affect it. Whenever we fished our open there, at least the open was affected by the pressure, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. By the start of the first week of the tournament, a week before the tournament started to the end of it, it was, you know, it was insane how much the pressure I'd got to them fish. You know, you could flip in, into a grass mat with a jig or whatnot, and you'd feel them bite it and even spit it out before you even had time to set the hook. They, they could tail that quick. Yeah. It's it crazy. Those spotted bass that Neely Henry fishing for, or largemouth, or is it it's mixed back it's, there? It's mixed, but I mean Neely's. I mean we were there. There's the largemouth played. Definitely. Did they? Yeah, the yeah. largemouth plays just as much spots. So. I think uh, maybe Norman might help you guys out a little bit, have so much experience on it. A little bit. Yeah, but is it going to be more like Norman, or is it going to be more like a? It's Coosa River. It's more I, like I, a river system, I think. It's Coosa. It's Where, Coosa. But yeah, it, but it's got like the water wheel and stuff like that mm -hmm. in it. Yeah, I mean it does, but it all gets yeah, beat up. Get oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So we got a bunch of questions here. All right. David mentioned the first one. So Danny Gibson's talking about. Actually, let's go even further than that. So Ronald Hearns asked a couple times about your sponsors. Okay. So so, so tell tell Ronald who you got. Jinko Fishing. That's you know they picked me up. Prime One. There's another sponsor, and of course, Clean Tackle. Okay. Know, what's, Prime, what's Prime One? Prime One's cam, uh, co, uh, camo, okay. clothing camo company. 
and uh, they're really cool designs. They have some sweet-looking suits and they're sweet-looking clothes, too. So, All right. Are we going to see somebody sporting a camouflage boat on tour this year? That'll be me. <laughs> they're going to be your primary? Yeah. yeah. What's really cool about Prime 1 is they've got it designed for hunting and they got it designed for fishing. Okay. So he's going to have a fishing camo design so that it blends in for all these site fishing tournaments that we go to. And that, anybody that's ever fished with me, and there's probably some boys on here now. Can ask, <laughs> I, I've had them out there in these, you know, in these high school tournaments and all. I've had them take their shirts off and their hats off and change them when they get in, in the boat with me. Because I am a strong believer in it better start with camo all the way down, son. <laughs> All right, so this one's going to take a little while. So Danny Gibson wants to know, with all the new technologies, what graphs stand out the most? Uh, I guess this is a question for all of us. I'm a bird. Go ahead. Fan optics, I think. And there's no doubt for me. Do you run Garmin's? I have one at the front. You have one at the front. I, I have Humberds on the rest of it. I like I like the Lake Master that I get with Humberd. Now I do use my map chip a lot when I'm fishing. And I like Lake Master, but uh, you know, just being able to see fish. I mean, you get to see and you get to see how the fish reacts, relates, and does everything with that graph. Yep. You know, you see see everything happening right in front of you. So, I mean, but you know, I think it's you have to run combinations. Yeah, I that's why I don't think there's a single one that's yeah. So, like, so I mean, that's why he's saying like Lake Master. It's so like, along so along those lines, if you could take a graph and put. Garmin's Panoptics in it because it's the proven one. Uh, 360 plays. Mm -hmm. uh, Lake Master and CMAP. I'd like yeah. to have both of them because there's I've yeah. seen both where CMAP shows stuff Lake Master doesn't mm -hmm. Lake Master shows That's stuff right. CMAP doesn't. That's right. Um, 2D, I still like Lawrence. Um, as far as waypoint management and your overall just sharing back and forth and the user interface and everything, I still prefer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, and then the side imaging technology, um, I mean, Humber's got mega yeah, imaging. It's, it's, got, it's got the strongest wave. It's got, it's got the, that's, that's why it's hard to say which yeah, ones. It, it's really hard. And, and it it, I think it really depends on on how you fish, right? Yeah. So if you're going to spend hours and hours and hours idling, then Humber's side imaging is is a must with probably a Lawrence graph right beside it to make your waypoints and then uh, uh, I guess you have to have a panoptic stuff up front mm -hmm. to, to cast out in front of you so and it's even more I mean studying prior to getting to the lakes navionics you better get your navionics out really yep. study that to get you in the general areas uh, Google Earth Google Earth is Dude, is Google in, Earth uh, it's is crazy. Insane how good it is yep. if you if you do it and know how to use it. There's actually some bootleg programs out there now that are going to be coming out in the next year or two that we've already seen. They're about to that buy. has Google Earth over the top of your sea maps, and it can take you so you can take and drop the water. It goes back in time, maybe we're 20 years ago, the water was down low. That's ridiculous. And you can see all the, you can see all the rock piles, and you can waypoint them on your C-map and go right back to them. Uh, 
Uh-oh. That's ridiculous. That, that little software you found ain't going to be worth nothing anymore. Ain't, really, ain't worth a crap. Dang it, man. You thought you had something. I did. So, KJ, <laughs> since, since you have hummingbirds, you can talk intelligent with me, whereas the rest of these goons have no chance. Uh, you be careful about that, mister. I can't get my graphs to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, do you think – here's here's my question about this. We're talking about graphs. Do you think that hummingbird will hold a candle to Garmin when their live comes out? Mm. Nobody knows. Yeah, hey, you don't know that. I mean, that's like a shot in the dark. I'm just uh, – here, because here, you and I have had the discussion about screen crystals and colors and, you know, hummingbirds proven with their mega that they're ahead of the curve as far as clarity when you're looking at side imaging, down imaging, and even with the 360 – do you think that they're going to be able to get the mega technology wrapped up in the live and have the trifecta? Maybe. I'm, the only thing is, I think, I don't know if with the Hummingbird, I don't make, think they do an actual box. Like, you know, with the Panoptics, it runs through a black box. The Rance did the I, same thing. I think it's going through the actual unit itself. And it, so I don't know if it's going to be as good as faster processing speeds or whatnot running through that unit. Depends on how many waypoints you have and this, that, and another, too. So, you know, I, uh, I mean, I feel like they definitely are going to have to compete with them because, I mean, look at everybody else. You know, Lawrence is coming out with theirs and, and you know, Garmin. It's, it's out. It's, I haven't seen on a boat yet. It's kind of like with the trolling motors, you know, when and they had the old tracks. Everybody else is coming out with these other ones, you know. They're going to start. I know, I know this, I know this for a fact. The Gen 4 Hummingbird graphs that are coming out, they ramped up their processor speed to offset to have the live. I know that. Is why Gen Four came out, and they did it. They did it. Every graph does that, though. When they release a new one, that's always faster. That's why you buy them. Well, Got him. Sucker. I haven't in a while. Sucker. I, I haven't in a while. <laughs> Sucker. I cannot, I cannot confirm nor deny that I don't possibly I don't, have I, one on order. It, it's, but <laughs> it's going to be good. I mean, it, it yeah. can't not be good, right? I mean, right. they're all good. Now, I, the, I, I love the fact they're all competing. Yeah. Because I think, and, and I think I this is what's that. awesome. I think Lawrence, Garmin, and Hummingbird are out front in in different categories, and I love the fact that each one of them keeps wanting to pass the other one because I think it just makes it well. It makes it it makes it, it, makes it the it best better for us. For the, it does, know, like it does. But but where's it gonna stop? <laughs> I mean, underwater video TV, you'll have a big old forty inch screen. <laughs> TV sitting there, and you'll see the HD, HDS Live yeah. 40. 40. 40 screen. 40 inch screen. Won't, well, even, won't even have room for your partner anymore. Yeah. It'll just be a live screen. TV. But, the, but the question is, is I know Ray Marine dabbled in the freshwater game for a little bit. And from my offshore days, Ray Marine and Simrad were the two major players as far as what they could do. Is there a saltwater company that has the ability that we just don't, nope. A, can't afford, or B, nobody's looked Never into did. and said, hey, you know what? That looks better. I'm going to try that for a year and see what happens. I think any one of them at risk and don't just come out, I mean, yeah. completely innovate every year are going to get left. That's kind, of, that's kind of what was happening to, to Lawrence. That's what they, happened to Lawrence. You know, they were in front. Yeah, they were, the they, they were they way were out in front and kind of rested on their Hummer laurels. Bird, and, I think, passed yeah. them, and then Garmin's, Garmin's got one unit now that I think that the Panoptics, but I think Lawrence is coming out right there this year with theirs, and I think I'm a bird will be right behind them. It's, it's, I love it. I think the technology's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So here you go. So Cody or uh, Jody wants to know, a asking for a friend, what Jeff and his dad's secret was to winning JD's trail on Lake James every year. Split shot rig. Split shot rig. Bull <laughs> crap. Split, split shot rig and hummingbirds. Bull crap. I'll tell you how they won it, Jody. By standing on the front deck of the boat and having some very clean sunglasses. That's how they won it. Dude, I can tell you, I would hate to tell you how many of JD's tournaments we won on a split shot rig. I am not telling you a lie on that. I don't doubt it a bit. That was... Uh, we, we had some incredible luck. There was one time we were going in a tournament on road hiss, and we didn't have but two fish in the boat. And I'm throwing old trusty split shot rig, and I come across the top of one of them big pine trees that you could see 15 foot down. Mm -hmm. And I see one laying down there, and I drop that split shot rig right down to it, and it just eats it. Just, just sat there. I said, dude, I got it. I sat back. Dad grabbed the net, it comes straight up out of the tree, jumped seven and a half pounder, put him right in the net. <laughs> Went to the next tree, caught a four pounder. Went to the next tree and got a three pounder. Come in, had a big, big weight that day. Mm. All cause of a little split shot, really. Oh, in a 10 minutes, 10 minute run on a couple of pine trees. That's what it takes, That's though. Just one little it's adjustment. Just, it's that one little, one little adjustment. One little time during the day. Uh, let's see here. Power pole equipment. Daryl Barney bought a charge. You will, he did. will not be disappointed in that. Nope, that's right. Uh, Jack, 75% of guys can't afford the technology. I I can understand where you're coming from there. But but you don't need the technology you don't, in tournaments. Yeah. I can tell you this, Time too. on the water is much better than the technology. And, and David and I had that conversation. Honestly, here, on the, some most of these lakes, you don't have to have that degree. You're not fishing the elite series. You're not fishing. I mean, where the garden works best is like Highland Reservoirs and places where it's like sure. that, where they're more offshore and stuff. You come to Norman, you come to Wiley, you're going down the bank 90, 99% of the time. You don't need that. I mean, if you fish so. Hartwell, where you're fishing timber a lot, or Murray, where you're fishing cane piles, yeah, it plays. But... Tell you one Drop shot in Lake Norman, you don't need it. Or right. coming out here on Wiley and fishing deep, right. you don't need it. You need to see the object you want to throw at. Right. I can you tell you don't need to. I can tell you one thing it plays for on Lake Lake Murray is catching stripers. Don't it? <laughs> <laughs> don't it? But, but honestly, They're over there now. All right. <laughs> honestly, I mean, for years and years and years, I run a flasher. I probably was the last boat around here to run a flasher. David Fritz runs one to this day on his. I love. Boat. I would. Has anybody heard I mean, how he's doing? Come out no, I haven't heard, Williams. Because I like the flasher coach. You could run down a lake 70 is, miles an hour and find your fish. It still reads. It still reads, and it was great. Jeff has a question on here for you. Uh -oh. Yeah. It says, can you describe the split shot rig? So you done gave away your secret. Now you're going to have to, now you're gonna have to dabble a little bit. Oh. I want to see you dodge this one. <laughs> I don't think you can. What's that? The question. Want we, want, we need to see. Well, we got viewers Ty Robbins is asking rig. about. I need to go get you some line, a hook, oh, and a split shot. Split shot rigs easy. Three alt hook, trick worm, and a number five split shot about six inches up your line. Thank you. See six inches? That's like a foot. Huh. Well, <laughs> We're not going to go there. <laughs> some people may claim. We're that not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh. it's it's really it's it's as simple a lure as you can get, and uh, 
there was days that me and KJ had 100 fish days on Norman this year. Light line? We Spinning just, rod? I, no, I used, I don't have. See, now rod. there's days bouncing around the question yeah. now. It's, I, I mean, it's yes, I, light line, or no, it's not. It's 10-pound test <laughs> on a bait casting reel. That's a light line. No, it is. It's 10-pound test on a bait casting reel because I watched him break <laughs> off a bunch of them yeah. in the rock. I don't, I don't hold <laughs> on a spinning rod. Huh. Daryl Barney says family show. You're right, Daryl. <laughs> family show, yeah. Clean it up. Why has it got to go there? Every time there's always one. There's always that one. What's that? Shows his immaturity every time. Somebody Which one? Said, Daryl Barney. Oh. This time. He can't help it. I know. <laughs> he just had to. He can't help all right. it. It's all good. We got another one on here. Uh, so, KJ, it's up It's up here somewhere. Um, they want to know how, how, how much you throw a shaky head. That would be Jerry Craig asked that. No, no That's doubt about exactly it. That's exactly who asked it. Was it? I read it. Shake your head, Jerry. Uh, shake your head. I mean, I throw one a good bit. I like her hammer shake. Our hammer shake, our queen bad tackle hammer ball. shake is bad. You catch them, I like it on the bed. That's what I like it the best. On, on, I like bed fishing with it. I like, you know, if I'm fishing, ledge fishing especially. But you, you can take it out there, throw that shake your head, and you, you shake it just a little bit, and that little extra... Just a little bit of click to it, and I think that fires them. Does, that I mean, have a, does you know, it have a rattle in it? Yeah, it has, it has a rattle a, okay. built inside the head of it, So, and it's a tungsten rattle inside of it. So when that bait goes down there and you got a usual shaky head, and you're, you usually don't work it that fast. You know, you can work the shaky head pretty slow, and it's sitting down there in the strike zone, and it's clicking anyways because the head's tungsten. So when that head's hitting the rocks, it's clicking already. And then you also have another extra clicker inside of that head. So when it's hitting the rocks and you bounce around, it's just rattling and going crazy, them fish. I mean, I, so, you, so you're telling like me it. the old tube and alpha seltzer tricks outdated for bed fishing? No, it still works. Yeah. <laughs> I never did do that. I no, a whole, I've never done that. I bought a whole gets it box of uh, tubes from Bass University up here, Concord, when I was 12 because yeah. I thought that was all I needed. Yeah, they, they do buy the tubes. Oh, they do buy you, you know who flips a tube? Bill Lowen flips a tube a lot. You made fun of my tube. You made fun of it, but it's got what a place. What are you talking about? When we were in Florida, I pulled that bag of tubes oh, out and oh, said, here, yeah. try yeah. this. Yeah, and I said, here, tie this on. Then what happened? Well, that was a whole <laughs> other day, a whole different thing. <laughs> All right, so David Williams, since he taught you everything, he wants to know what is the one bait you couldn't live without. Ooh. I'd have to say, hands down, a 3-8 ounce green pumpkin green flipping jig that's what i'm talking about that's that's my like hands down go to that's that's the juice i've used that bait no lie i've used it in new york all the way down to florida oklahoma uh georgia texas there's tons of uh, south carolina i've I've used it everywhere and i've caught fish on it everywhere in the country if i have one bait that i know that i can pick up if it's tough I can get bit on. I'm gonna use use that bait. You said three eighths, right? Three eighths. Yeah. So do you? So most everybody. I don't say most everybody, but a lot of the guys that I know throw a half ounce jig when they're skipping docks, mm-hmm. right? Do you prefer the lighter jig? Yeah, I do. Do I, you? Yeah, I like. I mean, I think it's easier to skip. Now, some people say a half ounce one's easier, but I don't know. For me, I've just always skipped the three eighths. So it's, I got you. But I so like what, that slower fall whenever I throw it in there. So we've talked about a jig a lot on this show. What what's your setup there? You still you twenty pound test, or you do you, do <laughs> no, you step no. down with three eights? Yeah, three eights is. I mean, sometimes I'll step up and use fourteen real heavy line, you know. But step up. Huh? <laughs> but usually yeah, I you're use talking tw- to two of the most finesse. This guy's the one telling me throw a jig on ten pound test on Wiley. Hey, 
He's like, don't set the hook, just reel into him. First boat I ever won. First boat was on Lake Wiley, three-eighths ounce jig, eight-pound test line. Oh, my God. Mono. On a bait caster? On a bait caster. I yeah, never throw a, I don't throw spinners. You don't know how to throw a spinner. Do you ever buy 20? I mean, man, it's going to go catfishing or something. He's going to have some 20. <laughs> oh, man, as bad as I've been lately, yeah, I, I, I need to be taking notes here. Maybe that's my problem. Hey, uh, we, got, we got a technical maybe I, maybe question. I should do that. I need to drop uh, down on some line size. Who was Anthony Burton wants to know what hook you guys use in your shaky head, or do you not want to divulge that? No, we, we use a, a four-alt uh, uh, mustad. mustad. Four-alt four mustad. And it's, uh, nick, uh, since it's, uh, I mean, it's black nickel-coated so that it don't rust. Okay. I don't want it to rust. Carson yeah. wants to know who you're traveling with this year. Mm, I'm not sure yet on that one. Um, you know, I've, I've talked with Patrick a little bit, Patrick Walters, about maybe traveling around and doing the campground stuff and staying in. And camping and traveling with him, or or do you camp or do you Mm-mm. do you stay? We usually get a house. House. I'm not sure. Got to go with the great outdoors. Get a feeling for what the weather's like. I I have. I'm just gonna tell you something. I, I'm. My idea of camping is the way Patrick Walters camps. He's got a big nice RV. Yeah, uh, with TV. Shower and air conditioner. I'm good. Let's stay in the great outdoors. Yeah. If I got to have sli- somebody extra to pull it though. The, well, his dad goes with him. There you go. And my thing is, if I'm uh, if I'm sleeping in a tent, I'm probably not happy. No. We had we stayed. We got a house up at Champlain this past year. I'm just gonna tell you this: when you go up north and you got somewhere you're trying to stay, ask, do you have an air conditioner? Because about you got about a that's right. You got a fifty fifty yeah, shot of it not having one. one. That's right. And yeah. we were at Champlain this past year, and Robert Dye, who books all of our houses and stuff, thank God he does. We get to this house. It's on Champlain. Dude, it is absolutely beautiful. Right on Rouse's Point. I mean, it's it's one of those picturesque things that you see on TV, you know. Well, it's beautiful right up to the point where I found find out it has no air conditioner. Mm. Then I was like, it's 90 degrees. Yeah. You're laying and in it's the bed. that way for about six weeks up there. I well, get it, but... But that just happened to be the six weeks I was up there, <laughs> and, and I like I like air conditioning. <laughs> Shane, us big boys like the AC. I like air conditioning exactly. Um, so here's he's actually going to go if we if we can find one, he's going to do a conversion van, set up a bed and convert it over to yeah. a camper on the inside. Hey, of just don't take a dog with you. Just don't take a dog with you. You might see the whole rig end up in the lake. <laughs> Man. Those of you that know, know. Yeah, Eric Jackson. Um, Eric Jackson's dog yeah. sank his at Rayburn. And he didn't have a conversion seat. van. He had a full-blown RV. Man, you need to get up with these RV guys. You can bring the power and they can bring the RV. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I haven't seen that commercial like a whole bunch. You even stepped out of an RV. No, well, that wasn't an RV. Camper. It was just a yeah. camper. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So... I missed this one. Jeff, are you fishing the Opens as a boater next year? Yeah, so I won the co-angler uh, angler of the year. And with that come four free tournaments as a pro into the Opens next year. Do you feel like you got cheated? Man, I got hosed. You got yeah. hosed bad. Well, you had to do it as combined, though, combined division. So he won the year he yeah, traveled with me. He won. Yep. There were three divisions in there. there wasn't How many no times did you throw stuff. a split shot rig when you won? All day, every day. 
I mean, doesn't everybody know about split shot rig? I have like definitely. <laughs> I'll throw mine away the juice right there. <laughs> I'll throw mine on three pound line though. Three. On three pound line. Mm. I learned that from Aaron Martins. It went from five to three. Yeah, if I'd have thrown three pound, he would have won. Had to get away from that big stuff. That was my daughter's favorite rig. Was a split shot rig. We won. She won a lot of tournaments on that. Good enough that I mean, when we got the the two third places in the world championships, that's all we threw the whole time. Was split shot rig, and uh, that got her a scholarship. Bethel University worth about $45,000. There you go. That's a number five split yeah, shot. For, those, for, those, for everybody that don't know, the split shot rig is a money maker. You know it's what? a money maker for me. You, you know, know what's going up on the website tomorrow? It's the number five split shot. I'm going to sell a pack. This is the KJ Queen I made it pack. So, somebody on here did ask if they put a split shot on, does it mess up your line? And the answer is absolutely it will. So the way you have to do it is you actually put your split shot on your line, wet your line and pull your split shot up, cut cut off wherever you put it on originally, and then tie your hook on. Oh man, that's next now level that's a, stuff that's, right there. That's, you get all that? You do that if you you, you got slow that, you got to slow down. Stay that again. Now. So <laughs> if you're going eight or ten pound test, especially fluorocarbon, it will cut the line when you crimp it down. So you crimp it down to start with, move it around just a little bit, wet the line, right, and pull that split shot up your line. So it gets away. Then tie your hook on. But to cut the the spot off that you crimp it We don't tie the hook and then put the split shot on. You have to put the split shot on first, wet it, pull it up. You can crimp it down just a little bit more at that point, but not much. And then tie your hook on, and that way it's not it don't fray your line at all. And that's some really good information right there. I would have never thought of that. If you don't, I would have just crimped. I would have just crimped it on there and rolled with it. I mean, really, that's some good information right there. It will burn. Well, he ain't got nothing smaller than fifteen pound test in his boat anyway. So when's uh, (laughs) when's tungsten coming out with number five tungsten split shots? Uh, We may already have some tungsten split shots. Golly. Uh, Jason Lamb wants to know, do you agree that lighter line in deeper water gives you a better feel on your jig? Hmm. I, mean, I could believe that, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, the lighter line you get, the more sensitivity you have, no doubt. Well, what size line do you throw on your jig? Jig? Offshore. Offshore, I mean, I will throw, I mean, I'll throw 17, you know, fish the Tennessee River and stuff, I'll throw 17 or I'd be even throwing 20. You know, a lot of times a swing head or something like that definitely yeah. throw 20. Right. You're going to be grinding the rocks all the time. Or, you know, if you're going to be swimming that jig or, or, you know, grinding it on the bottom, I like stepping up my line and beefing it up. But if I can get away with the lighter line I can get away with, that's what I'm going to use. I just feel like, just say you go out there and you're fishing during that eight-hour period, if you get just one extra bite using that lighter line, it might be all worth it. Difference of weighing in four or five. Exactly. And and with the you know the game of fishing, ounces matter tremendously. Absolutely, I mean that's especially on Lake Norman. You know, so over half the time that I fished the opens this year, over half the guys I fished with, I got caught at least as many as them, if not twice as many as them, and I know it was because of light line. either light the, line. the lures I, I was using or the light line combination of both. And you know, I mean, there was one day I had seventeen bass that I boated my. The pro at the front caught three that day. Y'all throwing the same bait? Yes. 
Exactly. Wow. So I cut it off and gave it to him. Really? I cut it off, gave it to him, tied mo- a different one on. He moved that split shot down still four inches. Cons- kept catching. Really? And he was not catching. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Derek Holmes, you, do you guys throw super buoyant plastic worms ever for shaky head or Carolina rig? Throw a biz bait. Biz bait. Yeah, yeah, I mean that biz bait will set that up. That thing, that dizzy diamond, that tail sits up off the bottom. I mean, it definitely helps. I think, especially if you go to like, I feel like you know, uh, heavy floating pl- or plastics that float really good is good on places like a, a baiting or somewhere like somewhere that. Somewhere has got, got that snot that grass. That snot grass yes. stuff. So if you can get your bait up off the bottom, you know that's tremendously. I think it helps a lot. We should have had you here last week. Apparently, only two limits were caught up there. You guys need some help. Uh, David Williams, Shane Camps all the time quarter in those champion commercials. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But I, but what I said was I camp when I like when I go camp. It's it's not a tent is the best way to put it. You plug in your generator. You got power, air conditioning, refrigerator, and uh, TV. We may just have to have you hook us up this year with the generator. <laughs> well, we could might talk about that. We'll have to talk about that. All right. So show. so. I got one more question. I got a really good question for you. So, what size rod do you use for your split shot? Seven foot medium heavy. Spinning rod, right? Baitcaster. Baitcaster. <laughs> Definitely baitcaster. Well, here, here's the here's the question that I've been wondering the whole time we've been talking about the split shot rig. Is there any particular color of worm other Black. other than green pumpkin green that you throw on it? Yes. <laughs> I know what it is. Awesome it's answer. You awesome got answer. Hit by your own awesome question. answer. Catching fish. Awesome there? answer. Nope. Nope. How did you catch that? Three. You have to. I know the answer to that. That's great. Shame that was great, Jim. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I just saw somebody jump on here. I want to shout out to a real fishing legend that's watching. David Wright just jumped on here. Is it Smiley's Smiley's over here? I I I hope he's still watching and enjoys. And one day we might we might have the privilege of having him. That would be awesome if we could get him on there. KJ drew him in a BFL on the co-ag on Gaston. Actually, ended up winning that tournament, and uh, it was a two-day BFL tournament. The uh, super super tournament. It was up on Lake Gaston. I went up there as a co-angler. First day I fished with. I don't remember who it was, but I drew David Wright the second day, and I ended up winning that tournament. Yeah, I drew super, him. Super nice guy. <laughs> right. I, I drew him. That's not easy. It, he was, no. it was an awesome day. He was He's a man, super nice super guy. Super nice yeah. guy. Yeah. I actually Help drew him out. at BFL years ago myself. Really? I drew him in the ABA regional. Uh, I've uh, never had the pleasure, but I would like to. He, hint, won, he won hint. the day I fished with him. <laughs> Smiley, hint. Yeah, he won the day I fished with him. I drew him in the ABA regional on, uh, on Bugs, of all places. I drew him on High Rock. Really? I did. The only way I met him was I caught 14 pounds as a co-angler at Bugs and was leading by six pounds. He'd come up and wanted to talk to me and ask me about it. He's like, how'd you do that? I said, well, I caught my crankbait. He said, you caught my crankbait? I said, yes, sir. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't put two and two together. I just kind of went on my merry way, and I bet you he was still dumbfounded when I walked away from him. Uh, David taught me how to feed the eagles up there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Y'all was killing jackfish, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's a really good story. If if he if we ever get him on here, he remembers that story. I'll get him to tell it. It, it was great. Uh, uh, that was my first year back from baseball. Well, the Eagles, the Eagles, they got to eat, too. They, they ate pretty they good that eat. day. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so here's my good question. So why not just tie up a super lightweight Carolina rig with a small swivel versus an actual split shot? What's the advantage? Time. Time? Time. It takes two seconds to put a split shot, put it up your line, tie the hook on, you're good to go. You're tying on a swivel with the, the weight and everything else. You're going to have to sit there. you got to tie it onto the swivel first or, or put your weight on and tie it onto the swivel, then get another piece of line, tie it to the swivel, and then tie your hook on. So, Especially if you're catching spots because spots are going to scar up your line. You're using 8 or 10-pound test. They're scarred up that line. So it takes two like, seconds just to wet it, push it up your line, go ahead and cut whatever's, you know, your rough line off, tie it back on, you're good to go. So just simple. Makes it a lot easier. I don't know how big an number five split shot is. I don't either. It's small. I'll show you after. But it's shot. heavy enough you can throw it. Yeah, gotcha. bait caster. I mean, well, the worm's got a little weight too. The worm and the hook's got a little yeah, bit of weight yeah. to help you cast. Well, I hate to say this, KJ, but we should just name this episode "Split Shot Rig." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go over on that wall and see where I can. Well, as soon as I can see a color named "Yes," I'm gonna buy yes. a couple packs of those. Yes. <laughs> Does anybody carry that, David? You got those? Yeah. I, yes. I got one or two over there. That's a. There. That's a. Yeah, that, you know something? All, all in all reality, that would be an awesome name for a I'm color. Getting ready, yeah, I'm getting ready to say that. that's, that's a great marketing. You could have two. You right could have yes and no. <laughs> Oh. I, I can see you got two new jig colors coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, named, I named that one right there. Zona. I mean, Zona, not Zona. Zona, Mark Zona. You ever watch him? He's always about talking about hot mess. So we named that jig Hot Mess. Because he's always getting in them hot mess when he goes smallmouth fishing. I said, that's my jig color. Joey, sorry for the question. Joey is the one that got us on a split shot. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Where are we at now? All right. Well, uh, how's that split shot rig skip? I don't think that's designed to skip under not. pontoon boats. You can do it, but it's it's so <laughs> better have a lot of extra line. Yeah, you better have a three eight ounce. Needless to say, a three quarter ounce hog collar I think is easier to skip than a split shot rig. Yeah, I've seen that skip before. They do skip good too. Maybe just once. I saw. A 110 Sammy skip, too. <laughs> well. <laughs> I bet you can't do that again. How much you want to bet? I lost that bet. <laughs> that was back when Midway Marina was open. We went out and had to go buy a daggone cheeseburger. All because you made that skip. <laughs> so, uh, so, you guys ever watch our 1v1 stuff? Have you seen it? I've watched clips of it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got another leg coming up. Um, so Jason lands on here still. He is our current champion. Current defending champion. That's defending because David champion. don't take it in his big fish holes when he's on the camera. Apparently I'm watching him. I'm like, God dang, take me to a hole that you can catch a fish on. You nope. look at those holes and tell they're terrible. No, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. We, the, the day he beat me on Wiley, we had the opportunity for a great big and, and – she just was lazy. She All I know eat. is every time you're in a tournament, you bring in a big giant. Every time you're in those one-on-one tournaments, oh, it looks pretty slim. Here, I think, here, I think here. we were live. No, not no, at we Here's the one thing I don't get. Now, we established earlier in the podcast that KJ whipped your butt on the oh, split yeah. shot rig. <laughs> so you knew about a split shot rig. I, I'm going to be honest with you. 
after that tournament, I was already aggravated that my batteries had gone dead. I was aggravated because he didn't get to weigh his get winning bag. Fishing all the night, night before. Oh, he he, he would have won that day had we made it back in on time. And a combination of other things, that split shot rig was the last thing on my mind. I mean, it just, whatever. You know what you call that? Excuses. Excuses. I mean, call it what you want. We did have some bad luck. Our motor, like, it was, we was like 15 minutes right before we had to be back in, and then it went right, it died on us. Right and like, and but the problem is, I'm looking at Ebenezer, I'm like, hey, call your dad and have him come get you, because yeah. we're not ever going to make it here. Uh oh, it was just it didn't it did not pan. It was Uh-oh. just bad all the way around. Here Joey's, we go. Joey's here. We got Joey's scared. We got the two, the two competitors on here. Jason says he's scared, and Joey says he's here. I wish we could share pictures on the comments in this video <laughs> so that people could see the poster we've got. Drawn I know up. you guys. Is that is it on the oh, is we'll, it on the we Facebook will post page it tomorrow? Okay. We didn't want to take the spotlight away from KJ. Okay. Right? We will post it tomorrow. Gotcha. You go. So. So Joey and Jason are fishing against each other on Lake Murray on Friday. This Friday. This Friday. So set your calendars. Hopefully you don't have a whole lot going on at yeah. work. They they said eight to two. Eight to two. Eight to two. Eight to two. Whatever. I hey, don't care. I'm I good. like the eight o'clock thing. I don't have to get up as early. You can meet me at my house to ride down there or probably what do? probably gotta go right by there. Heck, come stay in the new guest bedroom if you want. I know it's about. <laughs> Man, two you got a you got a dog that can't walk through the house without killing nope. himself. That dog don't move during the night. Don't worry about it. You got an extra CPAP machine. <laughs> I would tell you something. After after our trip to Florida, that would have been. Yeah, I could have warned you about that. He was the first night wasn't bad. Second night, oh lord. Now how? It, everybody I know that has a CPAP machine. Robbie Dye, I'm going to tell you something. That guy can say, all right, I'm going to bed. It's 7.30. I'm going to bed. He'll go in there and turn the CPAP on, and, dude, you can blow the building up. He ain't got a clue. That's how I sleep. <laughs> he don't have a clue. <laughs> well, if he sleeps like that, how does he know I was snoring? Because I stayed up later, and you watching TV. Why would you do something? Why would you do something like that? Well, because I have to kind of wind down, and I wasn't winding down fast enough that night. So... Last time I was with Shane, it was in a camper. At Murray. Yep. Yep. And I woke up in the middle of the night because the camper was shaking. I thought somebody was trying to get in the boat. And it and was him me. sucking the windows out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Ronnie Mule says that they're going to miss the best bite. Hey, you know what? The two competitors got to choose their time. They picked a day during the week. I can't believe Jason's giving up that, though. I would never give that up. Right. Not that first light bike. No. I don't know that Jason knows what, what what's up down at Murray to even... I oh. promise you he's been on the phone. I I I don't know how much he's got out of them. Well, I don't know either. So you've been at Murray recently, right? Yeah, All right, last so, week. All right, so it's January. So the water's yeah. cold. Is it dirty? From about Buffalo Creek up it's dirty all right so that's probably all you need to know so well we got one other thing that we got one other thing to decide who's riding with who that's i I mean i think we'll let them decide that i don't care one way or the other okay fair enough that's up to them guys yeah but friday in a landslide 
Huh? Can we do anything for that? Uh, we typically we get had, a guess. Well, uh huh. Typically get yeah, a weight guess. Yeah, we typically guess. do a weight guess. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do a weight guess, and I'll give away uh, a unicorn catcher. <laughs> a split shot rig? No, <laughs> that is, that's actually be perfect. No, <laughs> uh, the six the the six actual the actual jerk bait that was caught that caught that six fifty eight. That will be the giveaway. Oh gosh! Oh wow! The the actual jerk bait. I'll cut it off my rod and. There, that'll be the giveaway. Man, nobody wants your used stuff. Give them a new one. I'll give them a new one. That's fine. <laughs> eight to three. I don't know what it called a mule. <laughs> eight to three, not eight to two. Oh, they want that afternoon bite. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to show you the text message and let you guys decide here. Look, man, I've gotten a lot of text eight messages. Eight to two, eight to two. I said eight to two sold. They want eight to three. They make their mind up. Now. 11 pounds. 11 Jody. pounds. I think Jody's pretty close. That's the bad thing. <laughs> 11 pounds at Murray? Dude, it's tough. Ah. Well. Here's my question. Shane, can we bring some... Ross to striper fish? I'm going to bring me an Alabama rig just to throw for stripers while Jason's fishing. Or whoever I ride with. Can, can we do that? Is that going to be legal? Because I know Joe will catch enough. He can take me striper fishing. He'll, he'll catch enough quick, and we can just go striper fishing the rest of the day. <laughs> Golly. Cool, Jason, what's he saying about you? It sounds to me like he's got you beat already. The defending champ. And well, the guesses are coming in. 11 okay. pounds. Hang on, hang on. Guys, don't guess on here. Brandon will make a post after we're done. Guess on the post so they're all in one location, please. Yeah. That, that way, way nobody that... gets missed and nobody gets mad and feelings don't get hurt. And there's more drama in the fishing community. I want to see that. Yeah, we don't need that. More drama, no, absolutely sure. not. I want to see a 20-pound bag is what I want to see. You have to come forward. You're going to see it. You're, you're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Shane, are we still? I'm working on it. Okay. There's there's a possible 2v2 father-son duo in Florida on a very, very famed piece of water, assuming Shane can get his hack together. If not, then we're just going to win the best question. Daryl Barney said he wants to win the West best question. KJ. Will you finish higher than Shane in any of the elites this year? Bing, bing, bing. We have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just put you on the spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will ask that for you. Yes, he will. In all the sight fishing events. Yes, he will. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, Shane. I, I'm not, you know, I'm just innocent bystander here, but. I might want to scoop him up as a travel partner and work with him. Seems to be. He's camping in a tent. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll take a tent for Maybe we'll just have to to do it via phone. There you go. There you go. I'll tell you what. Who you travel with does make a big difference. Absolutely does. You had a pretty good pack of guys at the Opens, didn't you? That was one of the nice things about it. Whenever we traveled with the Opens, it was me and my dad, but also I had uh, Cody Huff, which he's already won like two two coasts this last year. And, yeah, I you know, think they sold out of chicken spoons in, in yeah. Texas for the next yeah, five seriously. years. <laughs> and then, you know, John Garrett, we traveled with him too. And, you know, them two guys, you get three uh, the three of us out there on the water and put us together and start breaking it down for a week straight, you can really get dialed yeah. in on what the fish are really, truly doing. Yep. You're just talking about electronics. John's probably the best, one of the best guys I've ever seen with the with the Hummingbird electronics. And, and Cody's probably the best, best I've ever seen. seen with the Garmin. Panoptics. And with the Panoptics. When you're living with both of them, and you can say, okay, how did you read that? How did you read that? Yep, that's right. I mean, it's that's, that's big. 
And it works well as, as long as everybody's playing on the same terms. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, that, that's that's one thing you got to hammer out in the beginning is, okay, here's the deal. And the minute that they decide not to do that, then you have to cut ties and be mm-hmm. done yeah. at that yeah. point. We never shared waypoints, but as far as information, you know, you could rely sure. on If we said this is what is going down, it wasn't – you didn't have to worry about saying, hey, they're catching them on top water at the dam. The guy's doing a jig and six inches up the river. Yeah. That didn't happen. That's right? important. That's, that, that, is, that is very, very important. You know, it just. That is. And there's nothing worse than getting led down a rabbit hole, that especially when you're, when you're already struggling. Listen, I've, it, I've heard stories <laughs> of people staying with other people thinking that they're getting the information and. These guys staying up late and talking about it after the other person goes to bed and laughing about it later on. I mean, it's just yeah, that's no that's not cool. Man. No, it's not good. Yeah, that's David, good. David made a good point there. Poor Johnny just couldn't count. <laughs> wow, oh, that's uh, harsh. Whew, it's getting rough. Yeah, that, that is pretty. Rough. That is pretty brutal. I'd have been shook up too. Um, after after what he had, I was pretty hard on him. Boy just come off the water and I was already texting you. <laughs> we live hard. I told you about that sure. university education wasn't very useful. <laughs> they were fishing five days a week. Did he go to state? He went to Bethel. <laughs> he didn't go to state. That was a jab at you. No. He's not amphibious. <laughs> now you're really showing your age. I've at least seen replays of that. Shane saw it live. Oh, Anthony, here's my question for KJ. What, what did you love? major in in college? And do you feel quality education will benefit you oh, yeah. in your fishing career? I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Okay. Uh, what was your what major did, in college? Business management. Okay. I'm sorry. And do you think it'll be, uh, benefit you in your fishing career? No doubt. Definitely. Business management, you know, is what I went to college for. And, you know, with the Queen Tackle helping it grow, you know, I kind of, you know, get to see the how everything works and with the fishing industry you know you know with sponsorships and how everything works of that nature you know I also get to see the insight behind that as well with being in the Queen Tackle and you know I definitely 100% think that my scholarships are going to help me throughout the fishing my fishing career and honestly I mean you know going to school helped me out more than anything just because I got to be around the mother anglers I mean honestly like I went to school I learned how to I learned how to, uh, you know, my business degree, but also kind of learned how to fish, too, a little fishing degree on the side. So, right. you know, it, it definitely helped. He's a dual major. <laughs> David, bring some Dramamine because we ain't getting anywhere near the bank. Hey, Joey, I'll be at home out there in the big water. We're good. Um, I guess, so, so Jason, I'm sorry, John and Cody. So, Cody's mentor is... Rick Clun, right? Yep. Mr. Clun. S- saved his uh, interesting saved story. Saved his son, right? Saved, saved his, his son from yeah. drowning. I've heard that. River fell in the water at the ramp, and uh, Rick had you had to park the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. And Cody picked his son up and set him on the on his – he was in between the boat and the dock. And he, Rick, didn't, he didn't even know it was Rick Clun's son at the time. He it just, didn't matter. Yeah, it just, didn't matter at that yeah, point. It was just some dude that was just, in trouble. Just a yeah, boy. Cody's a good guy. He is. I'll yeah. tell you uh, one of the cool stories about Cody. I've, and this is the reason why I made the Elite Series, too. I 100% I believe this. Is when I was down there fishing Lake Louisville, that second day, I start off and blast off, and we got five, six-foot rollers going across the middle of it. Good Lord. And I'm having to go all the way straight down to the other side to where they're getting the biggest, biggest at. And... I get halfway out through there. Well, I hit a wave, and it clips the front of my trolling motor and just rips it all the way off my boat. 
I mean, it was it was a, a big roller, and it hit it, ripped the whole trolling motor off. The only thing holding it on was the Garmin cord. Literally, the Garmin cord and this trolling motor slapping on the side of my boat. This is on blast off. I'm like, crap. So I grabbed the trolling motor, put it back in the boat. And earlier that day, Cody told me, he said, hey, man, you know, I know you're really close to making the, the elites, and if you need anything at all, just give me a call. And, well, this is on blast off. I called him up. I was like, hey, man. I was like, dude, I'm dead in the water. I was like, I ain't got a trolling motor. I was like, I was like, do you mind switching with me or like or anything at all? He said, dude, I don't mind one bit. He said, come back to the boat ramp, or if you want me to meet you there, I can. He said, I said, dude, I can come back back there. I went, run back to the boat ramp. We swapped all our tackle out, and then I blasted off and went out and fished out of his boat that second day, and ended up I didn't catch but one fish that second day at Louisville. It was grinder, but I mean, I, I caught one the five pounder and that. I mean, they all matter. That, right? so, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's a great awesome. Story. That's a good. That's a good friend. Is what is. that is. It truly is. I'm, I mean, I'd yep. do anything for him. You know, uh, if Cody were to call me right now and say he had broke down, he needed my boat. Yeah, I'd bring it right I there. I don't care where it's at in the country. If it's in California, I'd say, dude, I'm on my way. Yep. There you go. Because I mean, that was. I mean, that's the kind of guys I like to be around. Absolutely. And that just shows you know who we actually traveled with. You know, this year he literally gave up an entire day of fishing. Because, I mean, he couldn't go out on my boat. The whole trolling motor was ripped off of it. There's no fixing it. So he's he's like, you know, I, he dedicated his day of fishing just so I could make the Elite Series. And that's, that's awesome. that says something right there. It truly does. Well, th- you know, I'm a firm believer. Things like that come back to you. You yeah. know, you, you yeah. help somebody out somewhere down the road, he may be, you know, you may be on the other end of that. Yeah. He may need something and you're able to help him out. And, that's, you know, that that's awesome that you guys do that for each other. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, – so Daryl Barney won, right? He was the one asked the question. Yeah. Okay. So Daryl, you did win. Congratulations. We have to get with yeah. with Jeff and get your address. Tell him to message me on Facebook and just send me my his address to me, and he'll okay. get a Queen tackle pack in the mail. All right. You're just Jeff Queen on. Je- Jeff Jeffrey Queen. Yeah. Jeffrey Queen. Okay. Jeffrey Queen. All right. Uh, Jason Land sent a reminder out. Any tournaments this weekend? He does have one at Norman. Let me pull up my messages so I don't butcher it. Uh, is it at Norman? Yep. Saturday. Norman this weekend, Queens Landing, 8-4 to four for Jason Land's second leg of his spring trail. Why did it start at 8 o'clock? Jason's scared to be in the cold, I guess. Golly. Dude, if you didn't get to go fishing, you were just collecting entry fees, what time would you want to start? Was he, is he not he's, fishing? Well, no, he's fishing. He fishes. Oh, okay. Okay. But still, I mean, I, mean, I <laughs> he would. Pays, uh, he pays an entry fee, too. <laughs> I, I, I still. Well, that's I, different, then. I like I, we going. Let's go. There's not that much difference daylight, in, in daylight, daylight at eight o'clock. What let's you going? Daylight. I mean, technically, technically, it's generally colder at eight than it is at seven. Because mm-hmm. when the sun first comes up, for whatever reason, the temperature drops a couple degrees. Yeah. Well, so, when that for, wind, for those you guys that want to start at eight o'clock, y'all don't know that. For the wind, that wind. Anytime that breeze starts blowing when it's thirty degrees, yeah, ooh, that wind's cold. Shane, were you on a cooking show? Nope. Okay, I don't understand that question then. That's just Brian Keyes probably been in the doing okay. the twelve ounce curls. Uh, how many of the local hammers are fishing the elites this year? Jason okay. Land does not fish the spring trail. Oh, he, he doesn't don't fish. I didn't know that. I thought he fished it. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, when you get through collecting money, go to Butcher Boys and eat breakfast. Ice on the ramp, <laughs> sir. Ice on the ramp. When did that? <laughs> when's that? There ever hasn't been any ice on the ramps this year. I mean, I. 
I'm from up north now. Granted, I wasn't there long, but it's got to be pretty freaking cold for the ramps to freeze. It's about it's down about twenty in the north. Now I've seen it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, and I've seen there was ice in the parking lot over here a couple weekends ago. Yeah, yeah all the way to the water. Boy, yeah, you darn right it is. It's a well, scary feeling. In in his defense, there's a little bit difference in the ice or the ramps freezing when you put nine boats in and sixty boats yeah, in. Yeah, no, there is. I, I agree. <laughs> These little Lake Wiley tournaments down here. <laughs> hey, we had ten, man. So you we think you ten. got? You would think that y'all would just stop that mess, bring your nine boats up to Lake Norman and get in a tournament. Not, was, not a. I was not counting, a. I was counting Sunday until you told me how much it cost. Well, I, I can't help that. All right, you got to take it up with that dangling that runs that show. That's that that. Oh, well, never mind. I'm not going to. No, no, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> mm. Fished and snowed for two hours. <laughs> it snowed in Baden, Kiwi, all over the place except for here, but hey, it was cold. Have you seen what's coming out of Kiwi right now? No, I have not. Man, they are pumping some weights out of that place. A Kiwi? Yes. Wow. Some spotted bass in it's the ditches. 16, 17 pounds and win every one of them stinking things Lease. up there. Are yeah. they stocking it with trout up there? I have no idea. You got to see the, tr- the, the spots that are I'll tell you one up. thing it has in it. Up. It has herring in it. Yeah. It does have herring. Yeah. You got herring. <laughs> A lot of these guys around here don't know how to phone good deer. Yeah, mine, mine flashed. It's a different good. animal. It is. <laughs> They're not where you think they would be. They don't go as deep as these dang alawives. No, no, no sir, they don't. Herring a bunch. These alawives. I wish there was herring in this lake still. Well, well, them spots fall them out there in the winter. That gets tough. They I know. Die. Yeah. I know uh, I know a catfisherman out here on Wiley throwing a cast net twenty foot of water catching those alewives. Six, seven inch alewives. Send sending me pictures on like this. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Maybe my three and a half swim baits aren't big enough. Big enough. Maybe I need to bump this up a little bit, fish a little bit deeper. Oh yeah, deeper. Mr. Jerkbait. I did catch that one <laughs> No question. <laughs> Mr. Jerkbait. Jerking that thing down with a big old weight. Yeah, on boy. Split, split shot rig on jerkbait. No. He's Carolina rigging that thing. All, yep. I, all, I did, all I did was do what Shane told me to do and rigged it that way. And, hey, it works. I give That's him credit. Right. He, he helped me out a little bit. All right, what else we got? We about done? Oh, this year. Uh, you guys play fantasy fishing? You ever played it? Yeah. All right. So uh, this year, talked David into we're going to have a Rusty Hooks Live uh, fantasy fishing group. So oh, cool. That's cool. We'll we'll post some stuff on it. Um, we got to firm up the details on prizes and yeah. yeah. We're taking sponsors. I'm just hitting <laughs> it out there. Yeah. What we're gonna give away. Y'all gonna um, do a uh, season long winner. Yep, we'll do a season-long winner at least. Yep. Well, then, if they, uh, you know, I'll throw in a, a $25 gift certificate right now for Queen Tackle. There you go. Here at David's shop. And I'll give you the 25 <laughs> free tackle to do it. And if you they probably don't want KK Queen every time, I'll make that 50. I'll, what is it, 50? I'll double it. Oh, so if you put if you put KJ KJ's on. in on one of your, it's column E. E. Column E. At the first one, he will be. He might not be after. He may not be after that, but if you pick him every time, I'll I'll double that for you. But you got to win too. But you got to win with him. Hey, you got to win. Come on, KJ. Come on, KJ. You got to step up the game, man. Mark Silverthorne wants to know if he gets jerkbait tips too. He he, he must not have been watching during that 
episode because we did a whole episode on jerk baits. I'm gonna tell you what what I need to invest in this week. I need to go get two different colors of mason string, and I, we'll get this squared away so you retie some of your special knots and so people can actually see it. Oh, okay. Because it looks like you're doing sign language up here trying to tie a knot with fluorocarbon on these cameras. <laughs> oh, it says if and uh, what's Jason talking about there? Shane Joey says Shane's if, already. Shane's that's a already big called it. If he beats me, you're next. Oh, uh, trust trust me, I want to be next. You're next. I want to be next. I, I'm not pulling for a, for or against either one of you guys, but but you're next. But I'm next. You're right. Somebody <laughs> asked, somebody asked me the other day about the belt if I'd go for it again. I don't think I will. You Shane. Have well, I mean, one. you had two pretty embarrassing losses. I probably would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I beat the dozen. You won't go to his good stuff on camera. I, 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 know how he is. I, I beat the two that I wanted to beat. The uh, third one was a bonus. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's that's all that was about for me. But then again, Shane, you and I might go. Can we do that? Maybe? Me and fish against you? Yeah, absolutely. We might have to work on heavyweights going that. But we're going. But we're going. But we're going. But we're going. Oh no, we're going destination. We're that, not going. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do nothing. We're going to go somewhere and do Don't that. Going to Florida anytime soon. I yeah, think we I think we are pretty soon. Well, but here's the problem: we we don't have time to get two losses in for Shane to get the belt to have it to go to Florida. <laughs> I mean, uh, you beat me. I don't really care. You ain't getting no cherry. Like I told somebody on the phone today, I've lost to the local guys and I've lost to Kevin Van Dam. It don't matter to me. I've right. been beat before. But you know what? Back, back to your statement about pros fishing locally. It's the dumbest rule known to man because where else can you go fish against the best in the country for $40, dollars $100? Nowhere. I agree with that. Nowhere. And the guys that don't want to hang with that, then start your own trail. If Joey wins, it may stay in SC forever. Well, I mean... It might, but it might not. Throw in a wild card participant. Well, Mark Silverthorne, there's there's a there's a plan to do that. It's just we gotta get back in control of the belt to make that happen. Alright, what else we got? We've been on here two hours. Are we two hours? Great. All right. Rusty y'all looks- talk too much. Man, <laughs> it was all ears when they were talking about that split shot ring. Yeah, there was like a hundred and something people watching live. Yeah, oh, and well, then Jeff, Jeff, but see, here's the thing: Jeff done one of those things that he gives you a little bit, but he don't give it all to you. <laughs> well, what I told you wasn't a lie. No, I it wasn't all of it. No, it wasn't. It's going to be quick. Joey loses at Murray, and Shane loses wherever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. Never mind. I'll give him an A for effort in the trying category for motivation. Who, Jason? Yeah. Hey, man, he's a champ. Hey, he is. No, he beat, he beat me fair and square. I got if no he issues. wins one more, he's got just I just wish I had that last 10. I just wish I had that last 10 minutes on baiting. That's you all need, You need to control your bowels a little better. <laughs> well, KJ would tell you it's all about preparation. <laughs> That's, you're right. <laughs> Shouldn't eaten what you ate the night before. No, no, should have just hammered two emodium before I started. I would have been good. All right, Dave, get us out of here. All right, been Rusty, here long enough. Rusty hooks live. Our hooks may be rusty, but our points are always sharp. Congratulations <laughs> to KJ. Congratulations, Jeff. Nobody hit on your little co-angler win, but you're not in the spotlight. It's That's time right. for Daddy to step aside and let oh, the sun yeah. shine. 
<laughs> we will catch you guys Friday live, 1v1. Good night. Night. See you guys.